0: this is winnipeg sports talk daily with andrew hustler patterson and michael remus happy friday everyone and welcome to winnipeg sports talk and remus with you here packed show today jets win again jets play again tonight Mike O'Shea speaks on his three-year extension, and we have a packed show to hit it all. Ted Wyman of the Winnipeg Sun's going to join us right uh, off the top in about 20 minutes or so. And then we'll break down the Jets' win in St. Louis and look ahead to the weekend with the road game tonight in Chicago. And Ovi and the Capitals coming to Canada Life Center on Sunday night with Ken Weeb. A crazy, crazy Thursday nighter last night. Baker Mayfield, 48 hours with the Rams, comes back for a thrilling 98-yard drive with no timeouts to beat the Raiders. Hacksaw will come on and talk a little NFL and tee up week 14 in the National Football League. And our second of 12 big marble races in the consolidated supply. Winnipeg Sports Talk Marbles Tournament of Champions that we got going yesterday should be a great great day welcome to everyone shout out to podcast listeners and again podcast listeners over the next two weeks even if you normally join us on audio throw a little timer on your phone or a little alarm around quarter to three and see if you can pop in and join us on youtube to get in For the marbles tournament of champions because if you're able to qualify and be one of the top three marbles in any of the races heading into christmas you'll be entered in the championship race on the december 30th where we'll be giving away a pair of bomber season tickets courtesy of our friends at consolidated supply great start to it yesterday we'll get it going again today Along, here's a tease with a little new treat for you before we get into the marbles from you-know-who. So, great show. We are all fired up to go. I am uh, in a great mood after a big win last night for the Winnipeg Jets. And we got to thank all the sponsors that make this show happen. We mentioned Consolidated Supply. Of course, Princess Auto. Cool bet, not Auto Corp. Uh, the great people over at Vita Health Fresh Market, Wallace & Wallace. By the way, coming up, we'll announce our first unsung hero in our program with Wallace & Wallace and Josh Morrissey. Can't wait to do that. Manitoba Battery, Canadian Club, Culligan Water, Boston Pizza, the Nick and Nicky D. Group, and our friends over at Little Brown Jug. Michael Remus, what's going on? I'm, uh, I'm in a pretty good mood, Huss. It's Friday,
1: and I got the Marble song uh, stuck in my head but also we're here talking about yet another Jets win. Um I have to pinch myself to think I'm in real life because going but I'm just going back thinking about every conversation we had in the summer last season uh, leading up to the season and here we are now with the Winnipeg Jets convincingly in first place um with pretty much the same, you know, key pieces of the roster um and it looks like Night and day, like you're watching this. Like, is this really the same team that we saw last season? Um, it's incredible uh, the turnaround that's happened, and I'm love. I'm loving watching it every night. And look, they go on the you know on the road in St. Louis, traditionally a very difficult matchup. You know, you think you're going to get a tough close game if you bet on the Jets or you wanted them to win. Um, I, f- I think you felt pretty comfortable most of the night and. It's hard not to feel comfortable with Connor uh, Vesna Buck or (laughs) Hart Trophy Buck. I mean, what are we going to call him now? And plus, you know, seemingly every top six player or, you know, top five is like a point per game player. Dubois, you know, with another three yesterday. So hard not to feel good uh, in the chat heading into a weekend and a back to back against, uh, you know, Chicago, who's in the bottom of the Central.
0: All right, just quickly, and you were right. I mean, Hellebuck, we just call him the man, and uh, he will continue to be here for the game. We sort of did maybe bury the lead right off the bat because I am wearing this hat that you're all talking about in the chat right now. We finally located the Lost New Era shipping container in the Vancouver port and we got a little early Christmas present. We've been waiting for these for a while. But Remo, yes, the new WST hats are in. Uh, we were hoping to have these ones in time for the playoffs and the push to the Grey Cup. Uh, but yes, the new version of the WST hat is here. Sort of a uh, a blue and gold one, if you will. Uh, again, podcast listeners, you'll have to check the YouTube to see it. Or you can go to winnipegsportstalk.com store. But these are hot off the press. A limited edition special, new era, WST, blue and gold version. Uh, we've also got... What, Rima, you know the things. The, the snapbacks yeah. are the nine 950s, okay. and we've got the... Let me just grab them out. We've also got a couple of other new versions of the logo hat. Um, of course, we sold out of the uh, the quote-unquote dad hats uh, quite early. Yeah. Uh, but Rima, why don't you quickly show it off? Sure. It's a perfect time. By the way, all of these... Again, we've got limited amounts. We'll have about ten of each version, I think, at Royal Sports on the floor this afternoon, Um, and then we'll over the course of the weekend get the other ones up on the uh, on the site as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I got to put them on the on the website. So we have yeah the nine fifty
1: snapback. We got this. We I'll do it. We'll do an official drop later with this black version. Then we got this one. It's like navy with a silver beak. This one's pretty nice too. We have. This is the, we got 950 and 940 stretch with a snapback. So we'll do an official drop on Instagram later, but if you're here watching, get, get first look. I got to have some time to take pictures. So uh, these are awesome hats. I wear mine frequently on the show, and I can't wait to have more in my uh, collection here.
0: I, and you know what? I will well, peel the, the layers back a bit. We were planning on doing these, and I had said right before we put in, I'm like, hey, what if we do like a blue and gold one, like a little different version? I was really excited about these. Hmm. but they turned out even beyond my wildest expectations. So, uh, I mean, New Era, I mean, they're a little more expensive, but they are the best in the business, and these ones turned out so great. So, yes, I saw lots of comments, figured we'd let everyone know what's up uh, about the hats. Royal Sports this afternoon, this weekend, uh, all of the new lids. We'll have about 10 of them on the floor there, Um, and then the remaining stock We'll have it the website for those of you that might not be able to get out to uh, Royals. So uh, if you want to maybe shop for yourself or uh, someone in the family that's a fan of WST, obviously really do appreciate the support. But yeah, Remo, let's get back to last night's game. Uh, <laughs> they just keep getting it done. Um, but and, and you know what I'd said on the program, I really expected a very desperate St. Louis team last night coming right out of the gate. We didn't get that. Now, there was some significant pushback from St. Louis. I mean, I know there's some people that expect the team just to run over their opponents for a full 60 minutes. Uh, That's not going to happen. And there was some extended pressure from St. Louis at times. But it was really all playing catch-up. I mean, after the Winnipeg Jets went up early. And, uh, you know, we talked about Pierre-Luc Dubois yesterday on the program. And actually, I was kicking it with um, Kelly Moore and John Shannon on the OB Pre game game show. We're talking about the player to watch. And i said dubois i mean dubois had a in some ways sort of a quiet three-point performance in uh in the last game against the florida panthers but these sort of divisional games a lot of times are where he can shine i mean the connection he's got going with kyle connor is um basically seemingly right back to where it was last year when connor had his wreck, wreck- breaking season so uh, why not get Dubois very much involved, and he was right from the get go, um, um, uh, and you know took advantage of maybe a little bit of shaky goaltending at times from Thomas Grice. Uh and Connor Hellebuck, as you mentioned, was absolutely brilliant. There was one play last night, Reem. I don't know if you recall in the game. I don't know who the St. Louis Blues shooter was, but they had the puck sort of like in the slot. They went around the side of the net, and Hellebuck just followed him, followed him, followed him, oh, followed him yeah, till he had the had the pad out on the side, waited him out. And then just back out into the front, ready for the shot, handled it calmly. And it, it almost looked like a goaltending drill. That is how locked in this guy is right now for the Winnipeg Jets. Yeah, I think that was Ryan O'Reilly. I definitely remember that and
1: was really impressed how he stayed so calm with his movements. And you, you watch games around the league, or you watch even last night, the goaltending on St. Louis. There's these shots that are squeaking through in spots. as watching Dallas, Ottawa, like Anton Forsberg is letting in these squeakers that are hitting him. And going in. Connor Hellebuck doesn't do that. He's stopping everything. He's not allowing rebounds. He's he's unbelievable. And and you had me convinced and you said earlier this week, like, forget the Vesna. Uh, he's definitely a heart uh, trophy candidate. Um the Jets, you know, out what they got outshot a bit, but I didn't feel like the game was ever out of control. Um they really picked it up in the second period, scored a couple, and you know, Hellebuck uh, helped keep him in it. Um you know, Pierre-Luc Dubois. He has been the player this year that they thought they were getting. You know, a tough center who's a pain to play against. Draws a lot of penalties. You put him in front, uh, but on the power play, and he just smacks it in. Um, it was pretty awesome. And the Jets only had one power play, but you really saw Josh Morrissey in action there. I mean, how how much he's improved and why he's meant so much uh, to this team. Uh, it's just, I mean, I tweeted out during the game, like, again, I tw- I still, like, I'm sitting here like uh, you sit down. You're like, what is happening with this teammate? I tweeted out. Um, what was the actual thing? I'm like, I'm having like, a hard time believing. I'm watching pretty much the same team. 245 likes on Twitter. Not to like pat myself on the back here, but everyone's like, yeah, like it's it's awesome. I mean, I don't know how, but uh, it's it's been this has been so much more fun last oh. year
0: <laughs> listen i can't wait for this game tonight and uh, the team to get back home on sunday and then tuesday the vegas golden knights here i mean uh listen it's uh it's fun being a jet fan right now and uh, this team i think is really earning the belief from the fan base and a lot of you had maybe kind of said you were out or i mean i heard some crazy things from jets fans over the course of the summer uh i'll say this uh, a lot of them have um have reengaged if you will and uh and they should I mean this team's in first place that's playing this ass off right now night after night and I mean so much of it goes back to the man we love to call bones Rick bonus and the job he's done and we'll hear from bones in a minute just quickly on where the Jets are right now in the National Hockey League uh the athletics NHL power rankings came out today and it was really interesting. You know, they had the, you know, the number one Boston Bruins and they've got, you know, their ranking last week, where they've been, their record. And they ask about each team, is their record for real? Um, so the Boston Bruins, for instance, is their record for real? No, they're an elite team without the league's best team right now. But is their record for real? Not a chance. No team can sustain winning 84% of the time. And the 141 place is just point place is just silly. Same answer and same question for the New Jersey Devils, who are 24-1-1. The Maple Leafs at 16-5-1 are number three. And they say that, you know, their record's not for real for a number of reasons. Then you get to Vegas at four, and then the Winnipeg Jets are number five. And Jet fans that read The Athletic will listen to this. The Jets finally cracked the top five this week, and the team's 17-7-1 record has them fourth in the league by points percentage. You're probably thinking, great, another week of the Jets getting dumped on by the power rankings losers. Guess again, the Jets deserve more. Their take on this is that Hellebach has been, you know, unbelievable. And just, you know, he's one of the best goalies in the world, doing his part with some of the best in the numbers in the league. But if we take that at face value and already bake it into our expectations for Winnipeg, this team. Should actually be even better considering their shooters have been just average. They cite Kyle Connor, they cite the loss of Nikolai Ehlers and wonder what this team is capable of going forward. And Remo, we've had a lot of laughs on this program on how the Jets have been slept on by people outside of the market, and in particular, Dom and the guys over the Athletic. It seems like the Jets have opened up eyes outside of this market, and even the Athletic power rankings are respecting what the Winnipeg Jets are doing right now. On the thing, they've done
1: all this without Nikolai Ehlers, and... Yeah, Kyle Connor. He got off to the slow start, but like we watched, if you're on team, watch the game, Hus. You saw that he was getting like robbed on grade A chances. He was hitting the post. You knew uh, the goals. The goals were coming. So uh, I'm, I'm not surprised that he's gone on a bit of a heater here. But yeah, they've got you know offensive talent. You saw it on the power play. You see it every game, and you do have the he's the best goalie in the league uh, right now. I know what's I think Sorokin. After he's player of the week, he had a rough game. We'll see what he has tonight against uh, the number one New Jersey Devils. Um, but I mean, watch over the Jets. Seven hundred win percentage, firmly ahead of Dallas. Now they got the same amount of points in two less games. Seven three and and0 in their last ten. Like yeah, they had that stinker against the Blues. But if you're going to have one stinker and then win three in a row every time, I mean that's again that's three quarter win percentage, and that's basically what they are. Seven hundred. So um, I mean, it's just been. How, what more can you say? I mean, as you said yesterday, I think to Frank, Clark, we've been been like the Rick Bonus Appreciation uh, Day every show almost, <laughs> and it's uh, amazing to think like how this team has just transformed from last year.
0: Well, and and I got to give a shout out to my guy Derek, uh, the Jets Pope on Twitter, who has been rocking the uh, been pumping up the Bones Brigade, which uh, of course old school skateboarders will remember yes. the Bones Brigade, but the Bones Brigade is now here in Winnipeg and the skull and crossbones emoji that we can just use that for bones. And I tweeted that out last night with a picture of him with a bit of a smile from uh, my seat, watching the game and the post game last night. And, uh, oh man, it is, uh, What a run so far. And listen, they got to get right back at it tonight in a very winnable game against the Chicago Blackhawks. I know it's back-to-back. I know they're in another city. There was travel. This is a great opportunity. Good teams can, you know, can beat the teams below them right now. The Jets have done that so far. Um, And I would imagine we'll see big save Dave tonight, Dave Riddich in net. Uh, and then get Halbuck ready for a Sunday nighter. And of course, the visit of the Vegas Golden Knights. Now, I do want to get to the Bombers, but we're talking about Bones. Well, let's get these Bones clips last night, just uh, before. We'll talk much more Jets with Ken Wiebe and with Ted Wyman a little later on. Um, but let's go with six, seven, and then eight. Um, Bones talked about the game, a big win in the division that um, continues his team's spot atop the Central in first place uh
2: it was a gutty effort oh uh, well, you lose saku that early in the game and now you're down to 11 forwards and we're uh we're mixing guys from right wing left wing and Chase was the right wing we had to move some guys around so i give our forwards a lot of credit they uh it was a gutty effort by them and our defense now were we you know were they coming at us absolutely desperate in the third period yep they were so give them credit for that we bent a little bit but we didn't break and that's the most important thing so uh You you got a we got a lot of young guys in this team. They got to learn how to um, how to handle the pressure of of teams A coming after us and B just being in these tight games and making the right decisions and uh, not complicating the game a little
3: bit. All right, there's There's a a very pleased Rick Rick Bonus on on his his club club after beating
0: the St. Louis Blues. He did mention the loss of Saku menaline and Remo, who um, looked like he's going to be out a little bit. Um, upper body injury as it was classified. Potentially, a, it looked like his shoulder was either out, separated. Um, you worry about a potential collarbone injury, which I believe was a big part of what happened to Cole Perfetti last year. Uh, but they did have to run 11 forwards for the rest of the way. And that made for... I mean, a bunch of line combinations we hadn't seen before with guys playing all over the lineup. Dubois talked about it after he got the jacket in the dressing room. That was a big performance by everybody at the forward group stepping up. Uh, And I would imagine this means Sam Gagne will be in the lineup tonight taking Menelainen's place. And you would think that Dominic Toninato will be, uh, if he's not there in Chicago tonight, will be back with the club as insurance in time for Sunday's return to home ice against the Caps. Yeah, there was some
1: line changes heading into the game. Uh, we thought Dylan DeMello was going to be out as he missed the morning skate, but he was in. And in fact, Dylan Sandberg came out for Logan Stanley, Big Stan. He was ready to play, and uh, the team felt that Dylan Sandberg, um, you know, needed needed a rest there. So uh, I'm not sure what's going to happen with the defense today. I, I believe one uh, of the assistant coaches meeting with the media later. And yeah, Saku went in line with the big injury, the dangling shoulder and it sounds like he's going to be out long term and i would agree with you it sounds like tornado will come in uh will come up but uh sam gagne will get into the lineup and i'm looking at some of these line combinations that we saw Connor dubois isomont perfetti Schaefer, wheeler baron lowry harkins but then we had johnson Fialby, lowry baron johnson Fialby, uh gustafson harkins Connor, shafley isomont I mean, it sounds like AJF played with, what's it, AJF with Shifley Gustafson, AJF gustafson Isimont, or Fetty Dubois-Wheeler, they were mixing a lot, you look on Money Podcast, a lot of different uh, shifts, as you (laughs) said, so seemingly everyone got a turn to play with everyone, and I think that's great, because they're just such a close-knit team, right, that loves each other.
0: Well, it seems that way, Um, and hey, you know, winning is fun winning is uh, I think everyone's enjoying being part of the Winnipeg Jets right now and um, you're seeing it on the ice and you're seeing it on the uh, great videos that the team's social media is putting out after all these wins and uh the jackets get passed around one of the other guy that got the jacket last night who I thought had a monster game was David Gustafson now, Kenny, did not Kenny give his his box out play on the empty okay. netter, the lamplighter last night on uh, on KNR? So, yeah, Kenny and Rennie, they give like their lamplighter play of the game.
1: Usually it's a goal, but Ken is so like spuckled in on the Gus bus. He's got like a permanent ticket. He's like, oh no, the lamplighter was. He's driving. David Gustafson boxing out a guy so they could score the empty netter and stealing and win the game. That. <laughs> But I mean, he's a really, really good defensive player. I just, I just think it's funny to give, you know, the lamplighter uh, to a box out play. Although it could have been one of their other uh, things. Well, awards, I'll say this, out. I'll yeah. say
0: this. And this is another compliment for Rick bonus. Um, you think back to the Carolina game where that four, that three goal lead evaporated over five minutes with the other team's uh, goalie pulled and David Gustafson wasn't out there and bones owned it. He said later on this week, looking back, I think I maybe would have handled that differently given another opportunity to to do it. Um, And I don't think anyone should have an issue with a guy like Gustafson being out when the Jets are protecting a lead. Because if there's one thing that he's proven he can do is be defensively responsible. He thinks the game very well. He puts himself in a position to make it as difficult as possible for the opponents to find their teammates, to get into scoring spots um, and was a big part of the game last night. So shout out to the Gus bus. He and PLD stars the game last night and got the jackets last night. Now we're going to have much more on the um, jets coming up, but with Ted coming on, we'll touch on the jets as well with Ted. Um, You know, we wanted to hear a little bit of, the Mike O'Shea press conference today, because of course the uh, Bombers head coach officially announced yesterday as signing a three-year extension with the club, and uh, today. I know Mike O'Shea doesn't like to speak too much, but to today was the day that he did exactly that. And um, Remo, maybe if we can get to number two, um, Wade sure. Miller was speaking on the continuity that the Winnipeg Jets have had um, really with Mike O'Shea as the leader of the football club and going forward for another three years.
4: I lived through a lot of years as a player here and five head coaches. And, and change all the time in, in football operations. And uh, when when I started, the opportunity was there to say, we're going to do this different, and we need to hire the right people. And that's what Coach O'Shea brought in 2013 when we hired him, and knew we were on the right path, and uh, and we got to where we wanted to get to. And now it's to continue at that level.
0: All right. So there's Wade Miller on uh, getting it done. Uh, And this is just vintage O'Shea. Uh, He was asked, uh, I believe by Kelly Moore, um, if he thinks about breaking the all-time wins record for head coaches, uh, as well as his legacy as the bomber head coach. And I think he's already planning for training camp in week one next year. Here's O'Shea from earlier today.
2: You talk about legacy. And I've had this conversation with a few guys that that just don't happen to be on our team. And there's a lot of guys, not a lot, there's, you know guys that spend their careers worrying about their legacy and I think that's asked backwards right I think you you work hard every day and then somewhere down the road somebody else tells you what that is right but maybe I just don't think of it the right way either but I I, I have a hard time you know there's I, I tend to take people to task in this room on word choice a lot of times I, and the guys that are here regularly, they'll shake their heads and laugh. And I, it's you know, not trying to be that way all the time. But I have a hard time with you know, while you've got a job to do, worry you know, dividing your time, changing your focus to worry about something like that. That somebody else decides later on. The only thing you can decide is how hard you're going to work that day. The decisions you make that day.
0: All right, there's Mike O'Shea. We'll talk about it with Ted Wyman coming up in just a second, as well as the Jets, and of course, Ken Weeb a little later on, Hacksaw. And of course, race number two in our Consolidated Supply Marbles Tournament of Champions. If you missed yesterday's program, if you didn't know what was up, get ready and buckle up for the next two weeks, gang. We are doing 12 races, one each day. It began yesterday. It'll go through the next two weeks. And the top three marbles In each of the races, we'll qualify for the championship race on December 30th, our final act of 2022. And our wonderful friends and sponsors at Consolidated Supply have put forth a pair of Blue Bomber season tickets for 2023 for the winner. Just an unbelievable prize. So make sure you're with us. Around 2.45 daily, we'll open up registrations. And obviously, the marble race will be at the end of the show. Uh, Consolidated Supply your leader's in hot tubs right now. I know we can think about the outdoor kitchens for this summer, maybe around the holidays. It might be a good time to start planning it, as well as golf season, irrigation, landscaping, artificial turf. But the hot tub right now comes in very, very handy. If you're thinking about maybe adding that to the portfolio at the home, Give Joe Spicy a call or pop down and see him in person at 1395 Niaqua Road East. Uh, More on Consolidated Supply when we get going with the marbles later on this afternoon. Uh, Hey, the holidays are here and our friends at Vita Health are ready with great prices on natural and organic supplements, beauty products, and groceries. Not to mention the gift of health. So many great gift options for your loved ones. Essential oils, candles, artisan soaps, bath bombs, lotions, chocolates, you name it. And you can also stock up on some of your favorite holiday food items like stuffing cranberry sauce, non-alcoholic wines and drinks, perfect for entertaining, as well as you can pre-order your natural free-run turkey in-store today. Vita Health Fresh Market, empowering people to lead healthy lives with seven Winnipeg locations, including the newest store in Linden Ridge and online at myvita.ca. Hey, uh, Donnie and the gang at Manitoba Battery are ready for winter, are you? Uh, Folks, if you're unsure of whether you need a new battery, don't wait until you definitely do. Uh, But the best thing to do is pop down and see the gang at 1026 Logan Avenue. They can test your battery and help you figure out whether it's time to replace it or not. And if you do already know it's time to get a new one for your car, do it now. Be proactive. Save yourself the pain in the ass of getting boosted or picked up from a friend and hey you can save time and money by letting manitoba battery deliver the battery right to your door with the best prices in town order online or by phone and they'll have their battery that battery to you the same day as long as you get the order in by 3 p.m that day it's that simple there's only one place where you can buy a battery from the comfort of your home and save money while you do it and that's manitoba battery find them at manitobabattery.com all right and just before we bring in ted wyman um we now have our first winner of the Unsung Hero Award which we've been doing with Josh Morrissey and Wallace and Wallace in support of the Dream Factory and people making a difference in our community. Folks send us your nominations for people making a difference in Winnipeg so we can reward them with an autographed jersey from Josh Morrissey and everyone making a nomination is going to well be entered to win and when the that when their nominee is selected as the unsung hero, Wallace and Wallace is going to make a five hundred dollars donation in their name to the Dream Factory, and that's going to be matched by Josh and Margot Morrissey. Uh, I have to give a big shout out to Stacy and Remy, who let us know about two incredible people, Paulette and Peter, who, I've done a number of things. Managing the St. Mary's Food Bank, which supports over 650 guests in need every single month. They organize the donations from individuals, businesses, and basically anyone that's willing to help. Run the logistics and make sure everything is required there for every Harvest client every single week. Distributing the supplies to every person in the family shows up. They make it all happen. Uh, They also make beautiful Ukrainian Easter eggs for fundraising options or auctions with funds supporting causes like the Never Alone Cancer Foundation. Their tireless work helps sick folks with not only financial help, but with peer support, travel help, and even delicious food from the Winnipeg Soup Fairies. And last but not least, they run the Winnipeg Soup Fairies from the St. Mary's Road United Church Kitchen tirelessly cooking up and delivering delicious free soups along with fresh baked bread and cookies to individuals and families in need. They started supporting folks affected by COVID during the pandemic lockdown and along with the Never Alone Cancer Foundation, and now added families affected by cancer diagnosis. Paulette and and Peter, you are the epitome of what this unsung program is all about. On behalf of Winnipeg Sports Talk, Wallace and Wallace, Josh and Margo Morrissey, congratulations. We'll be in touch with that jersey to you. And uh, to our friends, Stacey and Remy, thank you again for this. And by the way, they're quite involved in... Uh, pet rescue and i'm just gonna post a couple of these instagram links there for oreo smoky and chipsy they're dogs from separate rescues you can find out a little bit more there give it a check out maybe give a follow thanks so much to all of you uh, all right. Great stuff. Thanks again to Wallace and Wallace. Congratulations to Peter and Paulette. That, that is just phenomenal work. Let's get Ted Wyman in here. We got jets to talk about. Let's start off with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. And Ted, best of the season to you. I see you got the logs on the fire. And uh, hey, it's good times right here. I mean, the disappointment of the Bomber loss in the Grey Cup, I think, is sort of Worn off a little bit, and uh, Kyle Walter's right back to work. But for Wade Miller, there was no bigger check on the to-do list than Mike O'Shea, and he's back for another three years. And, you know, met the media in very O'Shea fashion. Uh, All shucks, always thinking about the next thing, but that is what's made him this incredible leader for this team.
4: Yeah, no doubt about it, Hassan. I'll tell you, you you know, you, you talk about things wearing off a bit off that game. It hasn't for Mike O'Shea, not one bit. We did speak to him after that uh, that fully public uh, media availability uh, that you guys were showing. We had a little bit of time to talk to him after, and and he said, you know, this one is just it is really tough. It's sitting here, and I've had to balance over the last couple of weeks the you know the pain and and dealing with what happened there, losing by one point to the Argos, and looking at getting a new contract together and trying to figure out how to make the Winnipeg Blue Bombers better going forward. But in the same breath, he he also spoke to the fact that they're not done yet, that they have so much to achieve with a group that wants to achieve it. You know, how many guys have already come back? How many are Looking forward to, uh, you know, they're looking forward to resigning a few more of their potential free agents. They've got O'Shea. He's got to finalize his coaching staff, but he's bringing back Buck Pierce for sure. as one of the big pieces at of offensive coordinator, offensive coordinator. Um, and it's, you know, it really looks to me like this is a team that is going to be a great cup contender next year and probably in the couple of years after that as well. And maybe, just maybe, this loss against the Argos and Regina will be a blip on the radar, but it's still going to sit with them for a while. There's just no doubt about that.
0: Ted, Mike O'Shea doesn't want to talk about his legacy, but well, I'm here for it. Um, when you think about Mike O'Shea, what he's meant to this organization, now knowing that there's three more years of this O'Shea era, is there any doubt that he finishes up as the most winningest and uh, well, I guess we'll see about the Grey cops, but certainly for regular season wins. Um, and when you think about what preceded Mike O'Shea before he came here, um, one of the most special times in really in Winnipeg sports history for a leader taking over any of our teams.
4: Yeah, you know, I had the chance to talk to Pat Newfeld yesterday after it was officially announced that Mike O'Shea was returning as head coach, the Bombers for three more years. And, and Pat made it very clear. He believes there will be a statue to Mike O'Shea one day. I've had a few people tweeting at me that it will only be fitting if he's wearing shorts and a hoodie and has his bushiest <laughs> going on in the statue. But uh, I think that would be appropriate, I must say. But, you know, I I, do, I think that's where it's going to be in the, in the end here. Ring of Honor, uh, Blue Bombers Football Hall of Fame, a statue outside IG Field. He's already in the Canadian Football Hall of Fame, but he's in there as a player. He's going to be in there as a coach as well and a builder in this league. Um, just a man who loves the Canadian Football League, has grown to love the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, has grown to love Winnipeg. And, you know, you're right. Uh, it's it's just since the day they hired Michael Shea, it's been a special progress. And it's something that is to be celebrated by the people of Winnipeg because We all know what it was like before that. And Wade Miller himself spoke to it on a question I asked him about that continuity. And that was that in his time playing with the Bombers, which was 1995 to 2005, he went through five different head coaches, a bunch of different GMs, a bunch of different coordinators, all those things. And we all know that they had some moderate success, but no championships. And they had some real lean years in there as well. And he wanted to make sure that continuity was established with this team. And he felt like the minute he met Mike O'Shea for the very first interview, it was at the Toronto Airport um, in 2013, that he would be the guy. He said it took about 15 minutes for him to realize that was going to be the guy to lead this team for a long time. And credit to Wade Miller for sticking with it, because O'Shea went 12-24 and 24 in his first two seasons as head coach of the Bombers. And a lot of coaches have been fired for records that are even better than that.
0: You know, yesterday on the show, Ted, I was sort of going over the years of the O'Shea era. And I think back to 2016, if you recall, it was seven and 11. And then it was a bit of a step back to five and 13. And there was a lot of pressure on O'Shea and his staff to get that team to the playoffs that year. And if you recall, Drew Willie struggled early on and I mean to me maybe the most significant point of the entire turnaround before the team was a legitimate Grey Cup contender was bringing Matt Nichols in and starting him and at that point something clicked. Um, they started to win football games and you know Matt Nichols is sort of a forgotten guy in this entire um in this entire chapter. Um, but really that point, they never looked back, they became a playoff team. they lost a couple times and then I mean really if you looked at if you wanted to chart it out to get a team to the top from where they were, I mean it literally was step by step without any real steps back after two tough first seasons where to your credit, the bombers did stick with their guy.
4: They did stick with their guy and even in 2016, uh, when Matt Nichols had one of his best games in, blue, in as a blue bomber, in the playoffs in bc the bombers uh you know took the ball out of his hands at the end of the game michael shea did that himself and had medlock try uh an overly long field goal over 60 yards which he didn't make everyone knows those are not easy to make in bc place because it's strangely a, a hard place to kick long field goals even though it's indoor and um unfortunately for mike he learned a lesson that day and there was certainly some detractors after that you know you Start out with two bad seasons, you make the playoffs, but then you make a bad decision, you end up losing that game. Again, they stuck with it. They made sure that they knew something good was building. And everything, you know, Mike is going to be the first one to credit other people in this organization, and there's no doubt that it starts with Wade Miller. You've got Ted Gavea and Danny McManus as the assistant GMs who've done an amazing job, along with Kyle Walters, the GM in building what they have here, and I mean the signings that they've done with Mike O'Shea as head coach, and and he being one of the attractive reasons for players to sign here at first and then re-sign. You can talk Stanley Bryant, you can talk Andrew Harris, you can talk Zach Caleros after a trade they ended up re-signing him. You can talk about Nick Dembski, you can talk about Adam Big Hill, Willie Jefferson. All of those players are the absolute rock foundation of this team even in this past season, except for Harris, of course, because he helped the other team win the Great Cup this year, but he was a huge part of it for six years. And it's just, it's all about building blocks with this team. O'Shea is the number one building block of it all. And these players want to form that next layer right above him and help this grow into something special. And, And they've done it and they want to keep doing it. And that's what really makes it exciting, I think, if you're a Blue Bomber fan, because it's going to be a blast to be a, a fan of this team for the next few years.
0: You know, and, and I think, I mean, we all assumed that this was coming when guys like Adam Big Hill and Willie Jefferson re-up, they're back, coming back. I'm not sure that those decisions are as easy and get done as quickly if Mike O'Shea isn't part of the mix. Um, Wade was there, Wade Miller, of course, um, the guy that signs the checks, What did he have to say about the negotiations with Mike O'Shea? And what have you heard about kind of what was going on behind the scenes to get this done?
4: Well, honestly, Hush, I think the situation is just this. Mike O'Shea didn't want to talk about it until after the season, and the Bombers honored that. They knew that it would be done in good faith once it came to the time. Um, I think Mike needed a few days or maybe a week to kind of – compose himself after what happened in regina i don't you know as i mentioned earlier he's still feeling the effects of that and he'll probably feel it for his whole life because it, it was something they didn't expect to happen and it was shocking for them and and i think once they sat down and got going it, it only made sense i think they were just talking numbers but the blue bombers do have an issue there's a couple of thoughts i have here i want to make sure i get them both across one is the blue bombers like every team in the CFL do have issues with the coaching salary cap with the, the, the the personnel salary cap. It's not just coaching goes to whole front office as well. And I mean, if Mike O'Shea is getting a significant raise, they have to figure out how that's going to work the rest of the way. So as you know, they haven't announced their full coaching staff yet. It's going to be interesting to see what effect that has going forward, because, you know, they're not paying Mike the same amount that they were paying him last year. He deserves more. He's (laughs) One, two, great cups under that last contract, and obviously he deserves more. So that's going to be an interesting situation. And the other one, of course, Huss, is that there wasn't really an opportunity anywhere else for Mike to go somewhere else. I mean, as much as people would look at it and say, "There's, you know, there was, there's an opening in Ottawa. Yeah, there's an opening in Montreal. So he could go there, do a complete lateral move, be a head coach again." There's no move up for him in the CFL, at least at this moment. There, unless someone was gonna fire their entire front office and say he's taking over, it wasn't gonna work that way. So I don't ever think there was much chance that he wasn't coming back to Winnipeg. And I think the negotiations were probably reasonably smooth, just dollars and cents, and trying to figure out how it fits into their plans going forward for with that entire uh, personnel uh, sour
0: cap. Uh, hey, just quickly, I- I just see that Paulette has popped into the chat after getting our first ever unsung hero award from Winnipeg sports talk and Wallace and Wallace Paulette. Thanks so much for doing this. You and Peter, uh, as you can see by the well wishes in the chat, this is exactly what this program is all about for people making things happen in the community. Thank you so much for everything you do. And we'll be in touch to, uh, you can start thinking about a nice spot for that uh, autographed Josh Morrissey jersey that uh, Josh and Walson will also will be getting to you. Ted Wyman is with us. Ted, um, going forward now, they got the big dog signed. The leader is signed. Um, what do you expect um, next to be up for Kyle Walters over the course of these next four or five weeks before we start talking about who's hitting the market?
4: You know, that's a good question. Uh, it sounds like Stanley Bryant wanted to come back. It sounded like Jamarcus Hardrick wanted to come back, and he, he said they were already talking. Um, I, I would fully expect, as long as those guys want to play in the CFL, that they'll be coming back um, to be the bookends on the offensive line once again. Uh, the, the rest of it is a little more interesting, you know? I mean... Uh, Nick Dembski had a fantastic year. There's going to be some money out there for him. Yeah. He's a Winnipeg guy, but I don't expect them to take less a hometown discount just to stay here necessarily. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, he's a guy that I think is very important for them to want to sign, but is it a guarantee? I don't know. Another guy I'm interested in watching for is Jackson Jeffcoat. You know, he, he, every year when he leaves, he, he doesn't make any kind of commitments verbally. He, he says, ah, who knows? We'll see. We'll, we'll see what's out there. Uh, and and he's even ind- indicated that he's got a job waiting for him as a, in real estate and that he could just end up doing that back home in Texas. So um that was that's one that I'm not sure about either. But yeah, there's like I think they've got the biggest names out of the way. I really do expect if Stanley Bryan is continuing to play that he'll be up soon um being announced and and they'll go from there. Uh you know, one of the really interesting things of course uh Hassan, the, the – Miller was asked quite a bit about this today is the Kyle Walter situation, because he has one year left on his contract and they, you know, there, there was no in from all indications from the questions asked of way today, there's no plan to do a contract extension with him at this point. And he invoked, the salary cap, the you know, the coaching salary cap himself when asked about Kyle's situation and how that's going to be affected potentially when they negotiate that next year. So I do think that there is something to watch there. I'm not sure exactly how that's going to play out, but, you know, they, they do have potentially, and he said every team in the league is going to have to rethink things a little bit about how they form their uh, you know player personnel units and their coaching staff so uh i do think that's something to watch for what happens with kyle in terms of a new contract or or what he ends up doing uh, after next season
0: Uh, It certainly will be something we'll be talking about next year, and I mean, you can't understate the job that Kyle Walters has done with this club, along with Mike O'Shea and Wade Miller, and of course all the great players that have put that uniform on over the course of this uh, incredible run that the Bombers have had. Ted Wyman of the Suns with us. Ted, can't not uh, mention the first place Jets with you while you're here. I, I mean... What can you say about the job Rick Bonus has done? I joked and said, hey, if this team's going to be in, this guy's going to need to be a miracle worker. I'm pretty much ready to say he's been exactly that for this Winnipeg Jets team based on what we've seen so far on the ice. Should we
4: start calling him Jack Adams yet? Well,
0: listen, if you did get your bets (laughs) in early, uh, the numbers dropping like a rock. I
4: do think that, uh, you know, the prevailing opinion uh, from players that I've talked to is that they didn't, care for the way it was going with the coaching last year you know not to throw Paul Maurice under the bus but he himself said he probably shouldn't have been there for the you know for the for last season he probably should have stepped away before the season and it wasn't really a good situation going forward until the day that then he you know fired himself and stepped away and then for the second half of the season Dave Lowry's the head coach and he's the father of one of the players on the team and Brendan Dillon told me just last week, that was weird. I mean, maybe from the outside you would think it was weird, but they're all professionals. They can deal with it. No, it was weird. And and, and that didn't really sit very well. Not only weird, Ted,
0: not only weird, but I will say this, and I thought it was the case then and even more so now, completely unfair to both Dave Lowry and Adam Lowry. I mean, I think it just speaks to how they really didn't have any other options. And it proves, I mean, as much as I was thinking maybe this was, a, hey, we'll just let Paul have a nice way of leaving. We won't say that he's getting fired. Um, if you were doing that, you have a better plan to take over than promoting an assistant coach in the room with his son on the team. And um, I mean, it was—I think it was an untenable situation for everyone involved, especially both guys with the last name Lowry.
4: Yeah, I agree, and and we know that now, right? That's the point I'm making: is we know that the entire coaching situation was a cluster you-know-what last season. And now they've got a guy in here who is a good teacher. He's a great communicator. He tells it like it is. If they play crappy like they did against Anaheim, even though they won, he's going to let them know it. And there's just a completely different uh, atmosphere around the team. There's a, a different feeling. They're, they're, they're totally energized by what Rick Bonus has brought to them. And... His he's got them convinced to play a different style of hockey. They're, they're really strong in all zones right now. Uh, they're, you know, their penalty kill's gotten so much better than it was. They are obviously getting great goaltending from Connor Hellebuck and big performances from guys like Shifley and Connor. Blake Wheeler's playing excellent. Josh Morrissey has been one of the better defensemen in the National Hockey League. The, the third and fourth lines have guys that are contributing on every, every shift, every night that's a recipe for success. And I just think that if you're going to look at one coach in the NHL, that's turned a team around the most, it's pretty clearly Rick
0: bonus. No doubt about that. Ted, listen, great stuff as always. Um, What's up for the holidays. You sticking around here? You getting on the road to the jets anymore?
4: Oh yeah. Not, uh, not nothing with the jets until the new year, but looking forward to that, you know, I'll be getting into some curling in the new year as well. And, you know, I haven't made it official yet, but I'm sure planning some time in Mexico. I, I, I hope that happens because I can't do an entire winter here. That's going uh, This can happen anymore.
0: Yeah, no doubt what we're feeling. it. I had about a 60 degree swing from uh, getting on the, uh, the plane guitar to getting off here in Winnipeg. Uh, but I'll the tell you what, uh, it's fine. It was way worse going there than it was coming back. And to be honest, the vibes are so good right now. with What's happened with the hockey team. It's making it a lot of fun here on Winnipeg sports talk and uh I'm oh, looking forward to this one tonight against the Blackhawks. Thanks for doing this, man. Best of the season to you and yours.
4: Uh, you as well. Always a pleasure. Enjoy your time talking to Kenny, and we'll talk to you soon.
0: Thanks, Teddy. There it is, the man, Ted Wyman of the Winnipeg Sun, our great friend. And we will definitely be hitting a little curling. A bunch of the Manitoba rinks actually uh, going at it in the Masters this week. Jen Jones, Kerry uh the Caitlin Laws rink, Matty Dunstone going up as well. I think there's actually an exclusive a cool bet on uh, – Dunstone and Loss to win this afternoon, although I think loss is going ahead to head against Jennifer Jones. Um, anyways, we'll definitely get into a little more curling with Ted as we get closer to the Briar and the Scotties and follow all of our Manitoba teams. And we always do that for our friends over at princess auto. All right. Ted is, uh, uh, done. Ken is coming up next. Um, and I guess we need to get into our, why not question of the day? Um, You know, we talked a lot about Pierre-Luc Dubois this week, and again, another monster game last night. Uh, Why not question of the day is around Dubois' future? And I'll just put this out. Do you think that what has happened, the turnaround of the team this year, the atmosphere around the club, the winning that this club has done, do you think that significantly increases the Jets' chances of keeping Pierre-Luc Dubois here on a contract extension, or... Are you still of the opinion that most of us had in the summer that um, that ship had pretty much sailed and uh, it was going to be this year and then probably having to find a suitor for a trade to bring some assets back for a player that would probably be leaving at the end of the term? Hit us up in the comments. Hit us up in the chat. Of course, the why not question of the day brought to you by our friends at Not AutoCorp. Pop by Not yesterday. They are ready for the holidays and um you know if you're thinking that the holidays might be a good time to upgrade the vehicle uh, now's the time to get down there amazing amazing vehicles on the lot ready to go today and of course the one thing that not does better than anyone else it's source and find the car that you are looking for and getting you into it at the best possible price why not get into the car of your dreams at a great price with the help of the knot team pop down and see him at waverly and mcgillivray and don't forget winter tire specials right now and the MPI payment plan in the service department. Why not get safe winter tires for you and your family and pay later with not auto corp. Um, folks, you're looking at this lid. If you popped in late hot off the presses, our blue and gold version of the WST Workmark hat. Uh, we finally got the lost shipping container that had the order and uh, it showed up yesterday, just in time for Christmas uh, and Royal Sports is that spot. When you're heading down to Royal, you can take care of all of your Christmas shopping, but WST fans, you can check out limited quantities of this hat. In both the 950 and the 940, uh, the snapback and the more the uh, dad hat, if you will, um, as well as a couple of new versions of the Winnipeg Sports Talk logo hat, a black version, as well as a snapback with a a silver gray beak and pin on the top. All there at Royal Sports. You can also check out our website for that. Uh, But as I said, holiday shopping taken care of in one trip Heading down to Royal for all the sports fans. Tons of Jets merchandise, the new retro reverse jerseys, great bomber gear, World Cup gear, and more. It's all there, not to mention the biggest hockey department in the city, Royal Sports, 750 Pemina Highway. And follow them on Instagram right now. You'll get the latest merchandise drops, sale information, and great holiday gift ideas on their story each and every day. And hey, if you're thinking about maybe needing to upgrade that wardrobe, guys, coming up in 2023, Maybe give a nudge to uh, that special someone and say you'd love an F Apparel gift card. Of course, F Apparel is the leading spot for menswear in the city with custom suits beginning at just $400. And right now, heading into Christmas, they've got a great deal. If you buy a $100 gift card, you get a 15% bonus, so it comes back as $115. You can use that on custom suits, shirts, chinos, golf pants, accessories, and more. It's all there. And, of course, they do have great specials as well. Guys, if you're getting married, talk to them about free shirts for your entire wedding party and a discount. And, of course, great deals for 2023 grads as well. 190 Smith Street downtown and online. Make an appointment or find out more at F. That's E-P-H apparel.com all right weebs world time on wst we'll talk with hacksaw a little later on with the little nfl don't forget race number two in our 12-day holiday marbles tournament of champions with consolidated supply later on but right now it's time to enter kenny what is going on my man how are you
5: welcome back. Uh, great to be with you as always. A busy day in the sports scene. A nice lid as well. Uh, great work. I'm doing yes, my best. Yes, those turned out to, well. huh? Uh, yeah, looks looks very sharp. Uh, I will. I will be proudly sporting the uh, the hoodie here on the on the on the broadcast today as well. For those who may be listening later on on the old podcast. Uh, interesting week for sure. Big news on the bombers front, and uh, so just a quick one on that that front. I mean, it, I think people have forgotten uh, the patience that was required and. You know, a little bit of a not a, not a, you know, behind the curtain kind of thing here, but I mean, as you know, I don't cover the bombers full time, never have, but always filled in for guys on holidays. And honestly, in one of those off seasons, I had a column written on how Mike O'Shea was going to do an excellent job in his next job. Uh, basically it looked like he was going to be, you know, if, if Wade Miller and company had listened to the masses, most folks wanted Mike O'Shea replaced. So, Uh, That just sort of bolsters what you had said earlier with Ted about uh, the importance of that continuity and knowing what Mike O'Shea had to offer as a leader and as a coach, Uh, that, that column never made the light of day, but it was, it had been written on the old laptop. Uh, And I'm guessing that, uh, you know, the bombers are quite happy that they stood by their decision. And, you know, that's just a massive development for them uh, to have Mike for three more years. As Ted mentioned, I mean, we'll see what happens in terms of Kyle Walters' situation long-term, but uh, that triumvirate of Canadian, uh, the Canadian Mafia has done a great job uh, with, with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. And, you know, obviously uh, that stretches onto their scouting staff too. Had a great chat with Danny McManus uh, at the Grey Cup over the phone about Dalton Schoen. Uh, and he talked about his you know the ability to work together with Ted Godiva as well. I mean, they, they've just done a great job. Uh, on a lot of those fronts, uh, as you mentioned, the signings have started to roll in. And, you know, I would think that, You know, having, you know, I wasn't in the visiting or I was not in the losing locker room after Grey Cup. I was chasing around the Argonauts and catching up with Andrew Harris and doing those sorts of things for Sportsnet uh, in the jubilation side. But uh, you can be sure that this is something that's going to sit with Mike O'Shea. And, you know, this guy doesn't need motivation. (laughs) He wakes up every day with motivation. Uh, but it's definitely going to be something that fuels the Winnipeg Blue Bombers throughout the course of the off season and, and the season ahead. And you can expect them to be a, a legitimate contender once again. And uh, that unfinished bi- hashtag unfinished business tour uh, from whatever it was a decade ago or whatever that was. Uh, I think that there'll be a, there'll be a uh, retro retro activity when it comes to the marketing department uh, on that front.
0: No doubt about it. Hey, just, you mentioned Dalton Shone and, you know, I'm just interested in what you heard from people when you were talking in and around the Great Cup about his future. I mean, we all know that he had a stunning rookie season, uh, was arguably the top receiver in the entire league. Um, he's still relatively young. He's had cracks before and ended up in the Canadian Football League. You know, Nathan Rourke's had all these teams that have apparently been in, in the mix. We haven't heard that about Dalton Schoen. Are you getting any indication of what the chances are that we might get him back in Winnipeg next season at all counts?
5: Yeah, I think Hammer uh, kind of touched on that earlier this week. He'd have his his pipeline is a lot uh, stronger than mine when it comes to CFL NFL uh, sourcing. But uh, I do think, I mean, the one thing we know that Dalton Schoen is an excellent route runner. Um, you know, he's not necessarily a, a burner type. I guess is what I would say. Even though he did an excellent job of getting behind defenses at the CFL level, uh, that might be the one thing that maybe is holding things up a little bit, Hus, But what we do know is that. Uh, I I'm with Jeff. I think that, you know, what is, we're getting closer to seasons ending and, you know, some teams are out of it. Yes. But you know, those futures contracts and, uh, you know, I would be surprised if uh, Dalton shown is not extended a training camp invite, but if you're shown maybe you, after bouncing around the NFL practice rosters, maybe you feel like maybe stacking one more year of, you know, extended excellence in terms of his level of play like if, if you're not getting anything other than, you know, a sniff to be a practice roster guy. And yes, we know that can be lucrative. He may be better off thinking like to try to be one of the best receivers in the CFL one more time. Like I got the sense from talking to him at the Grey cup and I don't pretend to know him the way Jeff or Ted or any of those guys do, but the sense of stability he was able to have in coming to Winnipeg after bouncing around practice rosters and, you know, being here, being cut, going back to Kansas city uh, that could be taxing uh, on an individual, especially one like his story is so excellent Hus, I mean, this guy walk on, uh, you know, and then became, a, you know, a captain at Kansas State. Um, this is a guy who had to earn everything that he had ever had. So to me, I, I don't think he would view it as a setback if he if he spent another year in the CFL as a dominant player in terms of that. Again, we know that a lot of those guys want to be NFL players and you can't blame them for that. It's what they grew up wanting to be. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised based on the, you know, again, it's only one conversation, but I wouldn't be shocked if he's back us for sure. Uh, But I also expect the interest level to be rising. And I just think it's a different um, position. Like with Rourke, I think he kind of had this, you know, the interest in Rourke is also, you know, I would think accelerated. And the work, the number of workouts is probably accelerated by the questions about his injury. You know, he missed so much time with injury this year. Uh, that I think a lot of teams probably want to work him out just to see if he's back to full mobility because we know he wasn't at full mobility in the playoffs when he returned. Uh, we know that Sean is healthy, that he had a great year. Uh, I would think if you're you know looking for a possession type of receiver, or again and like I said, I'm not saying he's slow. He's not slow, but I don't know that he's necessarily a you know guy that's going to be stretching yeah, the field I at the NFL level. Has no, right? I mean that's
0: it's a great point. I mean I think there's enough. I mean, you have the incredible elite route runners, which Mm -hmm. he has proven to be right now in the Canadian Football League. And there's some guys that just are able to get open without that elite NFL speed. And um, as I said, hopefully he'll get overlooked and be back here because, man, (laughs) he was phenomenal being part of the Bombers. Let's get to the Jets. Big win last night. But before we get to last night and a look ahead to this weekend with the games in Chicago tonight and at home against Ovi and the Caps on Sunday... What'd you think about Tuesday? Everything around the game, the return of Paul Maurice, the game that I said I wanted the Jets to win more than yeah. any of the other 82 on the schedule this week. Um, uh, they That's seem to, revenge tour. They see they seem to bounce back. I mean, Rick Bonus. Uh, oh, and maybe this really starts in the post-game comments from Bones on Sunday who was borderline offended at the way his team came out, despite coming back and beating the Anaheim Ducks. I mean, I can't remember the last time we heard a coach of a winning team here or anywhere speak the way he did afterwards. And um, it seemed to really get his players, not that they needed it, I think, with Maurice coming back, um, but it set them up for a strong game. And it was Mark Shifley who led the way on the ice, although maybe not off the ice, rolling out the welcome back uh, carpet for uh, for Pomo.
5: Yeah, there was no red carpet, and uh, as I wrote in my column at sportsnet.ca. Uh, nostalgia was not at the top of the list <laughs> of priorities for one Mark Shifley uh, this week. Uh, obviously, Blake Wheeler, we know uh, they had the, the recognition after the video where, where Paul pointed at Blake. But, uh, you know, Mark was, Mark was seen tying his skates, I believe, at that time and showing very little interest in, uh, in all of the conversations that were directed uh, his way. I think Mark was trying to be polite there for sure. We know that things kind of broke down in terms of the relationship, uh, you know, not even necessarily near the end, but it's something that kind of been lingering for quite some time. And again, like, this isn't uncommon. I mean, Stephen Stamkos and John Cooper had to find their way together as well. So uh, I do think there was some additional motivation for several players who didn't like the way that things ended. Uh, Mark Scheifele probably being at the top of that list. Uh, Paul was quite, you know, forthright in terms of saying if he had any regrets that that regret would have been probably uh, to not be lured back uh, by the thought that the defense corps was finally going to be upgraded and that maybe this team had a chance to do something special but again if you've been around a team for a long time and you think you have a chance to win and you've invested eight years the way that Paul had I think it's it's uh, it's easy to say from the cheap seats that he should have just walked away I mean this is a guy who is Mm -hmm. Uh, what, so seven wins away from the Stanley Cup in the 2018 Western Conference Finals. So, you know, to think that it would have been easy to walk away, I think is, is uh, you know, I would say that's using the 2020 vision. Um, but overall, it was an interesting vibe. I mean, I think he got a salute that he deserved. And I think the other thing that stands out, I mean, Paul said it himself, and Paul was right. I mean, I think that they just got to the point where, you know, those expectations that Paul Maurice created during his time with the Jets, as Blake Wheeler mentioned on the morning of the game, It's those expectations are why the Jets had to look elsewhere, even though they were forced to do so. Uh, You know, Paul Maurice did an excellent job with this organization, and he will be remembered for the job that he did. Uh, But it got to the point where things needed a little bit of a shake-up, and no matter how they happened, and in this case, it was a resignation, not a firing. And just to reinforce that side of it, Huss, I mean, I'm going to – reiterate this again, If you saw the look on Mark Chipman's face on December 17th on the morning where Paul was at the podium. Uh, that did not look like a man to me who had been having conversations about firing Paul Maurice. Uh, he was devastated. And I I don't think that, is, is it possible that Paul may have been fired during the year, Hus? Yes. But a firing of Paul Maurice was not imminent.
0: Well, I mean, uh, and then the best example of that was, was the fact that, I mean, what they did when he was gone. Setting up the most awkward situation recent recent history in an NHL locker room with a guy coaching his kid that both Dave, both Adam spoke to, and other players as well. I mean, that's not that is not the uh, shall we say the prescription to uh, to turn things around mid season. And you know, it was I think it was Doug Phil that asked the question. You know, as if Chevy been asked, you know, if they wish that they had done that earlier, and maybe that is the case. I'll say this though as we sit here right now with the Winnipeg Jets in first place Ken it seems like however we got here it has been the perfect marriage of a team and a head coach that it's all coming together and if you did that earlier um or got a permanent guy at that point well Bones had a job last year so none of this is happening is possible right now if this happens earlier so as much as the last couple of seasons were disappointing. I mean, I think what we have to do is sort of live in the moment and appreciate the incredible turnaround that Rick Bonus has authored with the team that is completely bought into what he has been preaching.
5: Yeah, no doubt about that. And I just want to reference a couple other things. It's super interesting, Huss, right? So look at Bruce Cassidy. Bruce Cassidy didn't suddenly become a bad coach. Like, look at what he did in Boston. He had an incredible run there. Look what he's doing now in Vegas. Uh, Pete DeBoer, I would say the same thing. Pete, you know, had the Vegas Golden Knights in a good place, Um, but it wasn't working anymore. But he goes to Dallas and that's a team battling for first place. So uh, sometimes good coaches can have their voice, uh, you know, be diminished to a degree as well. Uh, That's neither here nor there when it comes to this discussion. Rick Bonus is doing a fabulous job, but Hus, you're right. I mean, things usually line up for a reason. Uh, and if the jets had made a move two years prior or whatever that time may be, it may not have had the same result. So uh, you're right. I mean, Rick bonus is doing an incredible job with the Winnipeg jets through 25 games. Uh, he has got the buy-in that was previously not there, or at least, I mean, it was there in 2018, but then it had not been there for quite some time after that point. And now it's about seeing how they can handle that responsibility. I love the fact that, you know, most coaches, think 25 games is far too early to start looking at the standings. I love the way Rick is handling this Huss. It's an old school approach uh, saying, you know what, there's a responsibility that comes with being the first place team. Uh, you should embrace that responsibility. And, you know, I'm not saying that every single player has to look at the standings every day and say, Oh boy, oh, that team's three points back with two games in hand or whatever else, but take pride in the fact that they are in a chase. And when a team has missed the playoffs, the way that the jets did last season, there is going to be a renewed sense of purpose that has been on display and a lot of those guys are embracing the challenge they're embracing being coached a little bit harder and they're embracing the opportunity to make you know to have an impact and I think the biggest thing that Rick has done us we talked about it for probably three or four years he's made people throughout the course of the lineup and even those healthy scratches feel like they have an important job to do on the team sometimes that means six minutes other times it means 10 minutes but For a while now, the Jets did not play their fourth line enough. Huss, we were beating that over the head for a long, long time. They've managed to have people like David Gustafson feel important on the team. And lo and behold, there he is on the ice in an extra attacker or man down situation late in the game. He doesn't get an assist on the play, but he makes an important seal. On the end boards that allows Neil Pionk to get the puck to Blake Wheeler, who gets to Cole Perfetti into the empty net. Well, you so, won
0: the lamplighter for rubbing a guy out last night on KNR. I mean, it was. No, the, no, uh, that was the.
5: We, we've got you covered. That was the, <laughs> oh, uh, the behind the scenes. That's oh. the behind the scenes play. <laughs> Excuse the, me.
0: But, and, and you know what? Listen, <laughs> and I referenced this earlier, but I think it's important to do it again if we're having this conversation about Gustafson being out there. I mean, Rick Bonus has demanded accountability and honesty from his players. He said it as much. We all remember the collapse in the last five minutes of the game against Carolina, where Carolina scored three empty net goals, and David Gustafson wasn't out there. And Rick Bonus admitted after the fact later on that week, looking back, you know what, if I had to do it over again, I'd probably handle it differently. And then lo and behold, last night, who's making an impactful play in that very situation It's the Gus bus and um, it shows that he backs up what he says and isn't afraid or too proud not to admit a mistake. And uh, I think it speaks well and I think that resonates very well on the guys within the room um, when you see that sort of action taken after something had happened earlier on and a frank, honest admission that, you know what, maybe I didn't make the right decision in that spot.
5: Yeah, it's super interesting, Hus. I mean, you know, we see Ovi score twice into the empty net this week. So, like, using skilled players in that role is not uncommon by any coach. But there comes a time where you want to have some of your most defensively responsible players out on the ice as well. And Gustafson has proven to be that. And it wasn't just because the Jets were down to 11 forwards. I mean, I think we're going to see times coming up here over the next little while where Gustafson is used with Adam Lowry, where you have the two centers thrown over the boards. One of them goes to the wall, and they'll be out there maybe together to protect leads. Uh, like that one, you know, against, uh, you know, the St. Louis Blues. But, you know, even when guys like Axel Jansson, Fialbi, they come out of the lineup and, you know, fans are up in arms for half an hour or two hours on the old Twitter machine and whatever else, and they can't understand why Rick Bonus is doing so, some of the things that he does. Well, it's Rick, Rick's job to know his team, Hus, and how he manages the internal competition. I mean, ultimately, is up to him because we talk about accountability. The person who has to be accountable for the lineup is Rick bonus. So, uh, and, and we trust that he knows the roster a little bit better than, than we do, even though we are you know quick to criticize. And again, I'm, I'm in that class of people who don't haven't always agreed with the decisions. Um, but at the, you know, at the end of the day, Rick bonus is doing what he thinks is best for the club. Uh, you know, listening to Logan Stanley, you know, he played almost 18 minutes in his game first game back. And I, I still stand by what I said to us. I think that the, you know, one of the things that could have helped Logan Stanley, was to be in Abbotsford this weekend playing conditioning stint games in the American Hockey League level to help him get his wind up. That's not a knock on Logan Stanley. It's it's a tip of the cap or a stick tap to the way Dylan Sandberg has played so far in that role. Having said that, Logan Stanley came in and had an impact. He had five hits in the game, two blocked shots, played almost 18 minutes. Well, whether people like it or not. Yes, his assist came on a shot that was wide of the net, and no, I don't think he intentionally shot it wide to have it land on Mark Scheifele's stick, but he did his job in getting his shot through. He got on the score sheet, and more importantly for that, he made an impact on the penalty kill and used his body, which is what he's going to have to do, Huss, to stay in the lineup. So, uh, you know, like we said before, competition is ongoing up front, even with the loss of Sacramento, line and who... I mean, we expect is going to be out for in the week to week category and not day to day after what looked like a separated shoulder, um, you know, to, you know, to some of us who aren't doctors, but who pretend to make an analysis or diagnosis off the television. Um, but the competition is on, on the defense too. I mean, so, you know, that's unfortunate. We, we've talked about this before us. <laughs> if you're Dylan Sandberg and you played well and to stay in the lineup, yes, you're going to be a little bit confused or disappointed to be out of the lineup, but you know, you got to stay on your toes when you when you have fewer than, you know, 50 or 60 NHL games in your resume. Uh, you're on your toes, you got to do the best you can and when your number is called, you have to be ready and that number could be called on Friday night if, you know, depending on Dylan Demello who sounds like he'll be another game time decision with whatever he's dealing with here.
0: Yeah, uh, listen, I thought Stan was fine last night and to be honest, I think if you saw his very small body of work at the beginning of the season despite all the noise around him, Um, he played some of his best hockey as a Winnipeg Jet. And even the analytic numbers were very, very complimentary to Logan Stanley. So uh, competition is a good thing. And then listen, if you're in a a lost season, like last year, for instance, I'm totally here for the conversation of playing some younger guys, getting them experience. This team's in first place right now. They're going out to win hockey games and the coaches have been pressing the right button uh, and Listen, it's always fun to talk about particular lineup decisions and Canadian markets. We can, man, we can spend a lot of time talking about the sixth defenseman or who's the winger on the fourth line. Um, overall, they're going to need, and just gets back to your point of everyone feeling a part of it, Ken, they're going to need every one of these guys if they want to continue their lofty spot in the central division. And um, which is a good segue to the mental line and injury. I mean, everyone was all around the lineup last night. I mean, we were going through the different line combinations from natural stat trick and uh, it was far more extensive than it normally is. But um, let's talk about this injury. If he's out for the next little while, is this as simple as Sam Gagne coming back into the lineup and Toninato coming back up and being the extra forward right now? And and in particular on the penalty kill where he's been a big part, I do wonder who gets a bigger role right now with and out because he quietly has had a very impactful season, I think.
5: Yeah, I've liked a lot of uh, Menelainen's game. Obviously, he's got a little bit of offensive, uh, you know, flair that he's added to the mix the last little while here, including that two-goal outing the other night uh, against the Chicago Blackhawks, right? But um, I think actually Janssen-Fialbi will benefit on the penalty-killing side. You know, even after he came back into the lineup, he wasn't being used to kill penalties quite as often. You know, Rick, you know Blake Wheeler's been used in that role a little bit more of late. He's been out there with Gustafsson. So I do think actually Janssen- I saw fialbi-
0: out there as well on fialbi
5: yeah, I think that's more of it was more of a face-off uh, scenario, and you know, he's you know being the right shot guy that he is. I think that Rick has thrown him out on the strong side. I know that I know that there was a little bit of up, not uproar, but uh, you know, folks on again on the old the uh, socials going a little bit, You having the old eyebrow razor there, like when Nikolai Ehlers had his penalty killing shift a few years ago. Uh, I don't think that's as uncommon, but I do think that Sam Gonya comes in for now. But, and I and I've been advocating on our show, uh, you know, for quite some time now if it's a longer term injury, which I would imagine that it is. I mean, I do think that Kevin Cheveldayoff may accelerate his, you know, I think he's already been making calls, but we know from looking around the league, it's tough to make trades, but uh, this is another, you know, this is another third, it's a third player in the top, whatever you want to call him, top nine or top 10, whatever number you want to use. That's a lot of bodies that are out probably until at least the new year. You're right, Dominic Tonato played fine when he came up. He can be used on the penalty kill as well, Huss. Uh, I don't mind, you know, if you're Sam Gagne, of course, you would love to be in the lineup every day, but that load management aspect I think is probably going to help him in the longer term, similarly to how it has helped Corey Perry and guys like him. But uh, I do think that this could accelerate the Jets, uh, you know, maybe looking for cool. someone on the, you know, on the trade market. How that how they get to that point, I'm still not 100% sure. Uh, we know that uh, they've got some guys going to the World Junior here coming up, and that's good for them in the long term as well. And I think it's important for the development of those young players. But to me, I said on the show last night, I think Ivan Barbashev is a guy who would be on my radar. Hus, uh, I know Yassopuliari was a guy who was getting a lot of you know talk in Edmonton and around the league this this week after his interview uh, with uh, Tommy Sapella, our pal there from Finland, uh, saying he wasn't sure if he even belonged in the NHL. That sounds like a guy just basically, cry, you know it's a cry plea for help to get him to a different situation but uh again that's a scary thing if if you're rolling around with one goal and you've again i know it's not full time with mcdavid or dry but he's been given opportunities with those guys so uh is a guy that he'd be worth taking a flyer on depending on the price tag sure i mean we know the jets had interested in him previously but what's the cost and now all of a sudden at three million dollars, that's that takes up almost all of the available well, space. Let me ask has, you right? about so, the cap space.
0: Let me ask you about the sure. cap situation for the Jets right now. Cause I mean, I'm just pulling up cap friendly, and it says yeah. the projected cap hit is 80 mil. Their projected cap space is basically two and a half million dollars. Their current cap space is 3.625. The deadline cap space is over $10 million. And I just wanted you to maybe explain for people. The fact that the little contract was off the books and they're now in a situation where they are not into LTIR, how advantageous literally every game that goes by for the Winnipeg Jets is not being at the cap and what that may allow their general manager to do if he does want to pull the trigger on a trade in the next little while or waiting a month or two and getting closer to the deadline
5: yeah and this is where Sean and I kind of have a difference of opinion here Sean's all for waiting till almost the very end because then you can add a more impactful player who makes more money and and i I understand the premise just fine but to me, I think that that's taking an unnecessary risk yes, you can bring in a higher end player who makes more money but you may miss out on a month or more of action and the Jets forwards deserve an incredible amount of credit for their ability to not only keep this team, you know, above water, but at a high water mark us right now, guys like Mikey Acemon jumping into the top six, you know, Jansen Harkins yesterday with Menaline and going out, jumping up and playing, you know, almost you know, 15 minutes of ice time. I mean, having scoring chances. So they have guys in the pipeline that they can use and those guys deserve credit for what they're doing. But in order for me in order for the jets to stay at the top of the central or at the top of the west in points percentage which is where they open on friday morning i think they need for a team that was already looking to upgrade the forward position i think they may have to act a little bit sooner but us having that extra cap space and money available does help them every single day not every single not just every single game but it would allow them to go bigger game hunting but you know, the bigger game hunting is also going to cost you a little bit more, right? I mean, that's the other thing. And we've talked about this so often going into trade deadlines. It's often that under the radar guy who might be a, you know, fourth or fifth defenseman or a middle six forward uh, rather than, a, you know, a, a Claude Giroux or a guy like that who you expect to go in and have a humongous impact. You know, sometimes those guys have an impact, but sometimes their team doesn't win. So that's why I mentioned Barbashev right out of the gate Hus. To me, Barbashev is a guy, I don't think he's going to be a you know 21-goal, 60-point player again, but this is a guy who can play in your middle six. He you know, sometimes is used on the fourth line, but he's more than a fourth liner. He has some skill, but he plays with this incredible amount of sandpaper. He's very physical. He knocked Sam Girard out of the playoffs, and I'm not advocating for violence or injuries, but that is the type of player on a checking line. We saw what the Tampa Bay Lightning had when they had Blake Coleman in that kind of a role. That line could score with Yanni Gord and Goodrow, but they also inflicted some physical punishment. And if a team wants to win four rounds, you need guys like that that can chip in some secondary scoring and some complementary offense, but also play a physical game. To me, Barbashev playing alongside Adam Lowry, whether it's Morgan Barron or Mason Appleton on that other side, um, boy, oh boy, to me, if that's the third line going into the playoffs, Uh, And one of those other guys goes down to the fourth with Gustafson and whoever else rounds out them there, boy, oh boy, that, that gives a team a lot of depth and Barbashev. You could also bump into the top six. If you were looking to maybe give Cole Perfetti some, you know, reduce his minutes slightly, not take him out of the top six, but if you're protecting a lead or, you know, if you're looking for more of a physical presence on the four check. Now, all of a sudden there's somebody who does a lot of things that, that aren't necessarily in abundance, on the Jets lineup.
0: You know, you know, I mean, it's a great time to talk about this because I mean, listen, even the thought of this conversation was probably not 6 8 weeks ago. But the Jets are a first-place team right now and you know, as much as I'm sort of with you, I mean, some help right now could um be real positive. At the same time, the guys that they have right now, are getting it done and I think that's great for the team as well, not to mention what it does to the cap situations we've just about laid out. But can I have to ask you, with where the team is right now in the standings, and assuming like whether they're still in first, if they're comfortably in a playoff spot as we go through the next couple of months, how aggressive do you think Kevin Chevaldayoff will be at the deadline, considering the elephant in the room, which is all the expiring contracts and decisions, in my opinion, that have to be made one way or the other about Connor Hellebuck and Pierre-Luc Dubois in particular at the top of the list come the summer?
5: Yeah, Hus. To me, it's even more about Hellebuck. Yeah, hell Long term. I mean, to me, it's a push all the chips into the middle of the pie pot situation for the Winnipeg Jets. We talked about urgency coming into the year, given all those guys you have contracts that can become UFA status in the summer of twenty twenty four. What the Jets are doing is impressive, Huss, But you know, it's we talk about a two year window. But if the Jets are using a two year window, that also means they are rolling the dice. It's a on one-year walk. window. No, that's what I mean. It's a, if it's a two-year window, you are allowing a lot of those guys to walk potentially for nothing unless you're able to re-sign them after January 1st, uh, some of them, and some you'd have to wait The longer, Jets don't so. have
0: the luxury of being one of these teams that can add through free agency and all that. I mean, to me, those decisions need to be made at the end of this season. Uh, sure. I, I could see Mark Shifley at his age playing out the contract and then potentially re-signing depending on what's there, but considering what you gave up for Dubois... I think he's 1B, and Connor Hellebuck is where it starts and ends. I mean, understanding what his future is and your ability to keep him in Winnipeg beyond next season, um, to me, is by far the top of that list. And because of that, and you won't know it till the end of the season, that makes this year so much more important. And to be honest, I think an aggressive push, a strong playoff run, would really help their negotiating with those guys to potentially keep them around longer than this season.
5: Yeah, agreed, and that and that's hus- That is why I'm doubling down on my view that even though like Kevin Sheveldayoff has bought himself some time because of the Jets' strong start, there's no doubt about that. They don't have to make the move today or tomorrow. It's not something that has to be imminent. But to me, I think if they're going to bring in a, an impactful player, um, understand the price is higher right now, but. I think the longer that they have that impactful player in the fold would allow them to not just hold off and, you know, sort of tread water, but to be able to continue to push because w- what we know about the other teams in the central division Hus, that are at the top of the division, um, you know, there's not a ton of salary cap wiggle room for the Dallas stars for the Colorado avalanche, but those guys, those GMs will be looking to add pieces as well. And same goes for the other teams in the West. So. I think that we always get caught up in the whole, keeping up with the Joneses kind of thing, but I think it's also the Jets aren't just trying to get back into the playoffs and and maybe win around like this might be their best chance. And to, again, not saying that right now, today they're among the contenders. I mean, are they a clear cut Stanley cup favorite? No, they're not. Their roster needs to be upgraded. To me, their roster needs to be upgraded to win four rounds. And like I said, that's not knocking their current personnel because their current personnel has done an excellent job, especially when you consider Nikolai Ethers has only been available for two games this season. I just think that you know, having watched the playoffs on site firsthand in the conference final and the final, I think there are some upgrades that need to be made uh, to the Winnipeg Jets roster in order for them to be one of the last four teams standing. So like I said, I know it's difficult. I'm not saying it's an easy thing to do. But I think the Jets are going to have to make, uh, you know, I'm not sure how significant the move is. I'm not saying they have to bring in a first-line winger, but they definitely need to bring in a middle six winger uh, in order for them to, you know, kind of stay at the top of the conference. And I could be completely wrong here. Maybe the structure defensively and having an elite goaltender is enough. And if that's the case, well, that's fine for them. But to me, I think having seen We saw how hard it was for the Jets to get nine of the 16 victories required to win the Stanley Cup, right? And I don't think that their roster today is as deep or talented as the one in 2018. Well, agreed, and
0: and here's another thing. I mean, for all the talk about how patient Chevy is and Stan Pat, I mean, he has made some big deals, but let's look at when they really did believe that they were contenders and the moves that they did make and the assets they put out to... Give them in their minds a better chance to win. And I think history has told you that that they will be willing to do that. And I think the more this team wins and the more this team spends time near the top of the division, they'll do that. One more quick one for you. Pierre-Luc Dubois had a monster week and a great season so far. I think we all agreed that last year at the end of the season probably wasn't the time to extend a guy considering the way that year went for the Winnipeg Jets. With the 180 that's happened with this team, the success that he's having, seemingly how much fun the guys are being together and playing together. Has your opinion changed of the Jets at all's chances of keeping him here with the contract extension after this season based on what's happened this year? Are you still pretty much thinking the way we all thought in the summer?
5: Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't rule out an extension at some point. I guess it's impossible to know what's going on inside of Pierre-Luc. I mean, it's impossible to know how big the gravitational pull of playing as a French-Canadian player in Montreal is for Pierre-Luc Dubois. Uh, He is certainly not not going down that road right now. I think he's done an incredible job of, you know, compartmentalizing things and focusing on getting better as a player. Uh, He's had an incredible year right now. I don't know where I would put the cool bet lines Hus, to be completely Frank. Um, Are they getting better? I would say they're definitely getting better because of two reasons. A the responsibility that has been given to him by Rick bonus. I mean, we already started to see that last year with Dave Lowry. Dave Lowry was pushing Pierre-Luc Dubois in a situation where it was not, he was not the number two center. He was the one B center. And some nights he had more ice time than Mark Scheife. By the way, I love what those two guys have been doing together on the power play. Uh, I think they play a similar game, but, I think that being back with Kyle Connor, I think also would be of big appeal for Pierre-Luc Dubois because those two guys have been dynamite since they've been put back together. If you're, if you're Pierre-Luc Dubois and you want to be a 80 to hundred point player, you know, riding shotgun with a guy that can score 40 without blinking an eyelid uh, would be a pretty good way to do that. Uh, Having said that again, I don't think we're going to know Huss until the summertime, quite frankly. Ah, uh, there could be some negotiations after January first, but I don't expect there to that to be something that heats up. Um, and yeah, no, no I'm, L- I'm really thinking He's driving as up well. the price, right? Yeah, I mean, well. he's driving up the price for himself. <laughs> which, which, if you're Pat Brisson, you're thrilled because no matter how it plays out, Pierre-Luc Dubois is going to be getting paid, uh, whether it's here or somewhere else after a potential trade. But I think the Jets are enjoying what they have. But what I wrote in my column today, I mean, Pierre-Luc Dubois has shown them what kind of player he can be. He's also shown them how difficult he would be to replace oh, yeah. if they have to get to the point of moving him because those players that play at that level of engagement and that level of power and have that level of production, they aren't growing on trees. Every team wants them, and when you have them, you need to pay them in order to keep them. But sometimes that you know that commitment of payment and term isn't enough. But I would say, sorry, that's a long-winded way of saying, Haas, I would say that the chances have improved but I can't put a percentage on it right now. And uh, boy, oh boy, if you're Kevin Sheveldayoff, you hope that the situation continues to improve. uh, And that Pierre-Luc Dubois can put up career. Like one thing Kevin Sheveldayoff has always said, when guys put up career numbers, they're more than happy to pay. Uh, And they have paid for a lot of those players on longer term deals. And Pierre-Luc Dubois is still 24 years old. So if he's getting an eight year deal, you know, the chances of it, that's not a legacy contract because it expires at, 30 you know oh, thirty-two time and listen the right? guy he's, he's so,
0: earning he's earning the checks right now and uh, yes this agent should be quite pleased with what's happening so far have a great weekend a busy one for you guys we'll look forward to catching up with you and Randy after the game tonight and of course after sunday's home game against Ovi and the caps thanks for doing
5: this weaver uh, welcome back thanks for having me uh, enjoy the chat with the hacksaw tough news for bills mafia you know that i picked them uh in the in my uh, hustler Pool this year. Uh, the vaughn Miller loss, I think that's a, uh, it's a blow. I mean, their defense is still going to be good, but uh, that's a pretty big blow uh, for a guy they were going to be leading on, you know, in these December, January, early February type yep. of games. But should be a fun weekend on the NFL front. Thanks for having me and have a great weekend, my man. We'll See you guys
0: on. in the chat after the game tonight. Thanks so much. There's Ken Weave. Make sure you're checking out Kenny and Rennie post games after Winnipeg Jets games. Um, Well, Ted was on a little earlier. We mentioned lots going on in the curling scene. Of course, Princess Auto has been our incredible sponsor when it comes to Bomber Reports all season long as a proud sponsor of the Blue and Gold and have been the backing for teams like Reed Carruthers and, of course, Jennifer Jones as well. Uh, Cannot wait to talk a little more curling on the program as we get into the winter. Of course, Princess Otto With the holidays here is the place where you'll find the best deals on the most unique assortment of tools and equipment around everything you need to complete the projects on your list or start something new is at princess auto two winnipeg locations panit road portage avenue west and you can always shop online 24 7 365 at princessauto.com uh water issues around the household folks when it comes to water are the family-owned culligan water team have been taking care of Manitobans for over 65 years. Pop down and see them and check out their water softeners, filters, bottled water coolers, whole home systems, drinking water systems, and city-wide water delivery services, not to mention commercial and industrial water products and solutions. Whatever you need, Culligan's got you covered. 1200 Sargent Avenue, 694-5180, and check out all their water products and solutions for you and your family online at drinkculligan.com. Hey, the holidays are here, folks. Make sure to leave the car home, and take an Uber, or if you're at home entertaining, make sure you're stocked up with the good stuff. And of course, that's Canada's favorite Canadian whiskey, Canadian Club. And, Bomber fans, when you're popping by the 20 largest Manitoba liquor marts, make sure to check out that Jim Beam display because with any purchase of Jim Beam, you will get one of the Bomber Collector glasses featuring Zach Caleros, Adam Big Hill, and hometown hero Nick Dembski. Best of the season to our friends at Canadian Club, and a big thanks for their wonderful support of the club. And hey, tonight we've got Winnipeg Jets hockey, full slate of NFL games on Sunday, and the Jets dropping the puck at six. No better place to do it up with the gang than Boston Pizza. When you're there, check out the craveable jalapeno popper dip, the spicy buffalo mac and cheese, and the new creepy carbonara pizza. And enter to win. You still got a little bit of time to get in for that NFL grand prize. Of a trip for two to see the Raiders and Niners New Year's weekend. And, of course, a bonus Vegas Golden Knights game on New Year's Eve. Boston Pizza, order online as well at bostonpizza.com. All right, Let's bring in Hacksaw. Get ready for week 14 in the National Football League. Hacksaw, what's up? How are you, my friend?
3: Nice to see you back here. I thought you'd be showing up with a, your shirt with the palm trees and the pineapples on it. <laughs> Yeah,
0: it was a little different down in Qatar, that's for sure. It wasn't really a beach wear. They wear, um, I don't know how they handle those, uh, the, uh, the traditional dress, to be honest, in the heat of that country. But uh, the World Cup was incredible and a great, great um, experience, uh, which I'll never forget. Listen, getting to NFL, before we talk about Sunday, can we talk about last night? Baker Mayfield had been with the Rams for 48 hours and authors a 98-yard drive with no timeouts to beat the Raiders. Listen, the Raiders have had a lot of epic choke jobs over the years, and especially this year, but on prime time, killing their resurgent playoff hopes was maybe the ultimate Raiders moment we've seen in a long time. How the hell did that happen, Saw?
3: Who needs practice? We don't need practice, as Allen Iverson would say. It's just practice. Uh, it's amazing. He had one walkthrough uh, he had two meetings with coaches and then he met with uh, John Wolford, the other quarterback, and he hit the big pass. The first snap, he, that was 20-yard completion. I thought, holy cow. But then he went four for 13 and he was really out of sync and they were chasing him all over the place and there's no running game uh, for Los Angeles. But uh, the Raiders self-destructed. Uh, the Raiders two critical penalties, a pass interference penalty on a that wiped out a pass interception a horrible personal foul penalty when they had the Rams pinned back to their own eight yard line on that final drive. And Jerry Tillery a little too much exuberance draws the big penalty. Next thing you know, Mayfield is just spraying it around the field.
0: Let's not forget was, about it, the roughing the punter. I mean, that's one of the stupidest special teams plays. I mean, only the Raiders are capable of this.
3: 98 yards, 98 yards with no timeouts and just a shade over one minute. I will tell you, though, that at least from the Rams' perspective in Los Angeles, just north of here, I'm based in San Diego, they are screaming. They got video evidence that there were four holding calls against the Rams' offensive linemen on the final 98-yard drive that should have killed the thing. And the refs swallowed their whistles or didn't see it. One of them was really blatant, arm around the throat. Everybody on TV saw it. Refs didn't see it. So they're, they're not real happy right now uh, in in Los Angeles and in, in Las Vegas. Uh, but in terms of the Raiders, it's just typical. Stupid plays. It just self-destruct. It's like an every Sunday get-together. Who's going to do the dumb thing that's going to take out drives? Do give credit, though. The Rams' defense played really, really well. I mean, they choked off Derek Carr after halftime, and they made the yards for Josh Jacobs to get really tough and the passing game kind of went away. So it was a stunner. I, I went to a pub, and I watched the first half, and it was 16-3, to 3 and I said, these guys are not competitive. We're going home. And by the time I get home, they're on a 98-yard drive on their way to a victory. They had two touchdowns in the final three minutes. So, yeah, it's a shocker. But to invoke Allen Iverson, practice. Who needs practice?
0: You know i i have to laugh and you know i'm a chiefs guy but even i was buying into the afc west maybe being the best division we've seen in recent nfl history this year with the expectations of the broncos the expectations of the raiders and of course the chargers being lit on paper a team that could challenge well it's back to normal the chiefs are running away with the division Denver's had the most miserable season. We'll be talking about a legitimate question as to whether that's the worst trade in NFL history, considering what has happened with the Broncos and the Seahawks are going to be picking in the top five, not with their pick, like we all expected, but with the Broncos pick. But I have to ask you about this Sunday nighter. And by the way, just to give you an idea about how terrible the Broncos have been, they're so bad that the NFL flex Patrick Mahomes out of prime time, because they didn't want to see the Broncos again, and we get this Miami Chargers game. Um, I feel for Justin Herbert right now, Lee, and I'm interested in your perspective. He doesn't have a lot of help. Their defense has been historically bad stopping the run. That wasn't supposed to happen. And his star, his offensive uh, skill position players haven't been there. And he played last week basically in front of the, um, the Chargers practice squad. Uh, Is there anything that can be salvaged out of this season for the Chargers? And what do you make of this matchup of Herbert going head-to-head against Tua and the visiting Dolphins, who have had a great season so far?
3: Well, quarterback duel, Justin Herbert, Tua. The only problem is Tua's got all the bullets in the gun, and Justin's hardly got any firepower at all. Herbert has proven his courage, his intelligence, his toughness, his leadership ability you know, he played about four to five weeks with fractured rib cartilage. It, it, it impacted his ability to move the pocket and run the football, but he stayed in the lineup. He never really came out, uh, and now he's healthy, and he's still making plays, but he's absolutely no help. Uh, they've had to play their last four weeks without either of their left and right tackles. Both veterans gone. They got two draft picks, late draft picks, that have been forced on the field now, and the guys are really scuffling. And like anything else, and and Brandon Staley and I don't agree on this, you know, he continually praises, well, the kid left tackle jam. Sawyers has played really solid. And Forrest Sorrell, the rookie right tackle from Stanford, he's a player, and he's going to be a much better player. But at the end of the day, in the last four weeks, Justin Herbert's been sacked 18 times. He has taken 21 hits, and he's been pressured 41 times on passes is being pressured 44% of the time he's in the pocket. He's getting killed. He's still making plays down the field. He's trying to keep him in games. But it's really hard because he's he's down three starting offensive linemen right now, and his center is not out of concussion protocol. And Corey Lindsley is a huge part of the play calling at the line of scrimmage. So it's just a disaster. On paper, back in September, Hustler, that was a really good football team. They probably got a better team on injured reserve right now than they have on paper. Uh, on the field defensively uh they're just ravaged They, they get five defensive linemen are out with significant injuries and the last guy standing was sebastian joseph day and now he's got a sprained knee and he's not practicing so they're in trouble miami man they're hitting on all cylinders tua has elevated himself from a game manager quarterback as he was in years one and two in miami to a game changer he's making all the plays down the field a uh, kid is thrown for 2,900 yards, and he missed three and a half games. He's still thrown for 2,900 yards, and he's got Tyree Kill, 96 catches, 14 yards per catch, and he's got Jalen Waddle, the young second-year guy, 56 catches, an astounding 19 yards per reception. He's got a tight end they throw to. They do play some rugged defense. So, now unless Miami screws this up and turns the ball over. I think they're going to beat the Chargers again. And the Chargers playoff hopes are just evaporating just because of the injuries and the fact that Justin Herbert can't do this whole thing by himself.
0: Well, it's funny. We bring up Miami because they had been so good, but they did take an L last week against the 49ers who lost Jimmy Garoppolo for the season. And in comes Mr. Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, the last pick in the seventh round of the 2022 draft. Now a starting quarterback for a legitimate contender in the NFC, um, you know, we've got this Tampa Niners game coming up. And listen, more Houdiniak from Brady, who looked like he was, and the entire team was done for the first 57 minutes of that Monday nighterly. Uh, But where does this leave the 49ers going forward? And can they continue to win games based on their defense, their running game, and um, not putting it on the arm of, uh, of as unproven a quarterback as we have in the National Football League
3: right now? I think you're going to see them play a bunch of field goal games because they don't want to expose Brock Purdy to having to throw against a fierce pass rush. And the problems you've got are these defensive coordinators in the last couple of weeks of the season, they'll stockpile video of what Purdy can do. They'll force him into things that he can't do. And being a rookie quarterback just complicates it. They're going to have to run the football. Now Christian McCaffrey's dinged again. He's got some knee issues. Debo Samuel mispractice. They're they're a little bit nicked up now at the skill positions around Brock Birdie. But I will tell you this, their defense, they come to beat your brains out, and they will do it. Uh they're they're gonna play low-scoring games, I think, going forward. It'll be fascinating to see how Tom Brady holds up. You know, lost in all the conversation about Tom Brady and where Tampa Bay's record is, their offensive line's a mess. I mean, they're they're down five offensive linemen, and this started in preseason camp, when they lost Ali Marpet, their top Pro Bowl offensive guard, and then they lost their center, and he's been in and out of the lineup, and he's not totally healthy. You just look at the offensive front of Tampa. And it's just not much there, and they are dead last uh, in running the football. Leonard Fournette's had kind of a, a garbage season. They're throwing at some to him, but they're not, they're not running the football at all. So an awful lot on Brady's shoulders, and now he's got to face the 49er Mean Street defense. Not going to be an easy game. I I swear to you, I think it's going to be a field goal game because they got to protect Purdy also against Tampa's defense, which is all over the field.
0: You know, it's just, uh, you brought up, that we're just thinking about that Monday nighter. And I mean, the way the Saints blew that game. And then three days later, the Raiders do it as well. I mean, it's hard to believe that you have that, the combination of the execution, the coaching decisions, everything that had to happen, for both of those teams to win and for those games to happen just 72 hours apart
3: well composite though understand both those are really bad football team i'm not <laughs> i am not sold that new orleans head coach is the right coach for that team the guy that replaced sean payton I, i'm not sure because he had a terrible record when he was the coach of the raiders as a head coach so he may be a great defensive mind and all that i don't know that he's the right fit there and i don't know if they'd hit the eject button on him but they're going to hit the eject button on the guy in Denver, I'm sure. So, you know, this this head coach might get tossed uh, in New Orleans, Josh too, McDaniels
0: but, uh, might, too. I mean, especially after. I mean, he's already the all-time leader for blown double-digit leads in the second half, and he's coached 13 games. It is, uh, it is wild. Hey, Lee, before we go, I'm really interested in this Jets-Buffalo game. I mean, Buffalo's a 10-point favorite. I don't know how that number makes sense, considering the way they played. They've lost Von Miller. And it seems like the Jets players quite pleased that um zach wilson's no longer the starting quarterback and they've rallied around mike white what do you make of this big afc matchup of two teams that are right now in playoff spots
3: well i agree buffalo seems to have hit a bit of a lull but let's be honest they still have josh allen and that's a vibrant offense and by the way their defense is one of the elite ones in the league now they're a little bit dinged up they got they got an injury problem in the secondary an injury problem with Matt Milano this week has missed all the practice I don't think he's going to play but you know the Jets conversely have no offensive line even though Mike White has thrown for a ton of yards in his starts here recently but I think that the Jets are down six offensive linemen now they just lost one of their starting tackles with a blood clot problem that's resurfaced and they've just never been able to get healthy so I don't think that everything that's wrong in New York with the Jets has to do strictly with that quarterback from BYU. I think Zach Wilson's had uh, just a lot of non-support around him, and they lost uh, uh, the running back from Iowa State, the number one draft pick, uh, Brees Hall, who went out with a knee injury after a career best game. So the, the Jets are limping on offense to protect the quarterback. But Mike White, I'll tell you what, he looks like a riverboat gambler out there. He seems to be kind of fun to watch. You talk about weird games. How about Detroit being favored over Minnesota? Uh, would you explain that one to me? This is the, the lions defense. that gives that 402 yards per game going against Kirk cousins and going against Jefferson and Thielen and, and Dalvin cook that, that Detroit defense is going to stop Minnesota. I don't think so about that one.
0: Uh, any idea how that is the case? There's a lot of Viking fans that feel completely disrespected. Um, And I don't know whether there's a better example of that than they are underdogs going into Detroit. Detroit's been awesomely over the last four to five weeks. Minnesota's won every close game. I expect this to be a close game. But, man, O'Connor and his guys, they've won all those close games. And I'll be honest, I mean, even though I've been high and I've won some bets on the Lions over the past month and a half, I don't know how I can resist putting a little sprinkle on the Vikings at plus 110 to win that game in a close fashion.
3: Listen, if you got money to burn, money to throw away, you just came back from Qatar. You know you can put, put some of those Canadian dollars in an envelope and mail it to your San Diego correspondent. Uh, I could use it for the gas money down here. The gas prices are still blatantly obscene, but uh, it'll be fun. Hey, speaking of World Cup, I just I, I know you probably had a blast. Uh, I could not believe Brazil lost. Holy cow! I've oh. got a I've got a media friend, a writer for a wire service that's based out of Rio de Janeiro. And he says it's been like there's a death in the country. He just emailed me. He said, you can't believe how sad everybody is for what just happened when Brazil lost to Croatia.
0: Oh, I mean, and they were up in extra time. And uh, then the Croats score with like two minutes left and winning it. I mean, listen, Canada's, I think, feeling a little bit better about their performance, considering that. Belgium was the number two team in the world, could have and should have probably beat them. They didn't even make it through. And Morocco and Croatia are still alive right now. Morocco will play tomorrow after beating Spain in the round of 16, and uh, Croatia is on to the final four. Lee, who's winning tomorrow? France, England.
3: Uh, I was sort of going to mention they love each other, they hate each other. They were partners in the war, but you know, effective Sunday or Saturday morning, we're not going to like each other uh I, I think it's been an unbelievable game uh, France has got firepower I'm still waiting for England's firepower because they got all the guys from the English Premier League led by Harry Kane I'm still waiting for them to explode and it has not happened yet maybe it'll happen against the French but it I th- I, I think it's a pick game I'm rooting for England but tell you what France has got enough guns that they could get this one too
0: well I mean the thing I mean they did have drop a half dozen on the Iranians to start the tournament. But since then it's been tight defense, but they've gotten it done. I can't wait for the game tomorrow and the rest of it. Lee, thanks so much. Have a great weekend. We'll look forward to catching up next week before Christmas.
3: And, and you get a chance have all your uh, viewers and followers uh, check my website, Lee subscribe to my podcast. Cause we did a 57 minute podcast last night. That's new coming out of the winter baseball meetings down here in San Diego, which were absolutely crazy. So have yourself a great NFL weekend, Hustler. Talk to you next Friday.
0: You're the best. There it is. LeeHacksawHamilton.com is the website. Make sure to check him out on YouTube as well and give a sub to the Hacksaw YouTube channel with some more great content coming out regularly. All right. We do have, uh, we were just mentioning the World Cup and we're going to get to the cool bet lines in a minute. Folks, if you were riding on my exclusive for all the teams to score, I think we just got it in miracle fashion. Brazil and Croatia scored an extra time And then the Netherlands just got one in. They're now in the 89th minute. Argentina up 2-1. to But I think we're cashing another exclusive at plus 410. All right. Marbles just about to get going. Uh, Before we do that, do have to thank our friends at the Nick and Nicky DQ group. They're great support of Winnipeg Sports Talk. It's always blizzard time in Winnipeg at the 4 Nick and Nicky DQs, DQ Niverville, DQ Northgate, DQ Polar Park, and DQ St. Anne's. And hey, Folks, I know it's a little chilly outside, but nothing could be a better addition to a holiday gathering a little party than a DQ ice cream cake. Hit up Nick and Nikki, Let them make it all festive for you and entertain your guests with the best dessert you could possibly have. And while you're there, check out those stack burgers, chicken fingers, and more on the grill at your local Nick and Nikki DQ. DQ Manitoba on Instagram if you want to send them a message and get a custom cake done up for the holidays. And hey, with the holidays here, nothing goes better with a holiday gathering than a few of Winnipeg's favorite delicious local beers. And that, of course, is our friends at Little Brown Jug. Great spot to get together with friends is Little Brown Jug. The brewery and taproom, amazing spot down on William Avenue. i have to wait a few months to get back out on the patio, uh, but still great. You can try all the beers, including their festive selections. And check out their great selection of merchandise as well. And if you can't make it down, it's all available for home delivery online at littlebrownjug.ca. And make sure to check out Little Brown Jug in the uh, aisle at your favorite local beer store as well. And hey, if you are out, find restaurants and bars. We'll have 1919 on tap, the flagship brand of our friends at Little Brown Jug. All right, Reem. It's Friday afternoon. An amazing, amazing show so far lots of excitement for the jets and uh, i think a lot of excitement for the marbles tournament of champions brought to you by consolidated supply all right everybody the uh, marbles entries are open and we have done uh remote just i know we've always said you know you have to be subscribed to uh to to enter um, but we've actually found a way. The chat right now is subscriber only. So if you're having an issue issue getting in, you forgot to hit the uh, red subscribe button. It's free. It's literally the simplest thing you can do. You'll get all the latest Winnipeg Sports Talk content in your YouTube feed. Um, but if you haven't already, hit that red subscribe button. Hit the thumbs up while you're there and get ready for Marble's time after we qualified our first three yesterday, Reem.
1: Yeah, a lot of people excited in chat, and has, there have been a lot of frequently asked questions. I, I don't know if you and I want to address this sure. with the chat. Okay, so people want to know, you know, Friday we usually give out a hoodie um, for the winner. Are we still doing that today?
0: Uh, I think we have the, I think we have enough hoodies that we can continue okay. through, and uh, of course, that's thanks to Canadian Club. Uh, But we will, into the new year, work with maybe one of our other sponsors to uh, try and get some more Mm -hmm. hoodies. But uh, barring an issue with quantities of a particular size, I think we're good for at least one more of each size right now. So yes, tentatively throughout December, um, well, at least for this week and the next two weeks heading into Christmas, our last or the race on Thursday is going to be the Tournament of Champions, so that's going to be for the uh, the Bomber season tickets. Uh, but yes, if you win today, you're a double winner. We'll get you a hoodie as long as we've got the size for you, and most importantly, you'll be in for the Bomber 2023 season tickets as part of the Tournament yeah. of Champions. What was the other question? So, see,
1: well, so there's only one marble race today where the winner will get an entry plus a hoodie, so Friday you get the bonus hoodie. Yeah. Um, I do want to give it people listening on the podcast if you want to get in on the offline uh, heat entry Talk dot com slash marbles get sign up with your email you get an entry you also get bonus entries if you follow us on social medias facebook instagram, twitter, youtube you should definitely uh, be doing that so Talk dot com slash marbles and we had some winners yesterday a lot of people want to know if they can enter what do you think about them going in the race again? and uh trying to win what have we decided there
0: well you know what okay if you've already qualified and you get in I I think we had said that we were just going to have one marble per person yeah but- um but feel free to go in the marble race but if I think the fairest way to do it is that if we have a previous qualifier for the end come in the top three they'll get a lot of props they'll get some glory. But we will take the fourth marble. Um sure. so that we 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 round it out. We want hey, we wanna give as many people a chance to a chance to do it. Uh but yes, if you if you want to keep your marble hot, you wanna stay in the game, uh <laughs> you can certainly do that. Uh but obviously, who did we have yesterday, by the way? Let's just quickly okay, give Steph, a shout out. Steph B, Cowboy, yep. and Anne Michelle. Here, look, if
1: one of them comes in again, I'll throw them a WST. I think you're wearing one, the WST T shirt. If they happen to win again. They can get one of those right there. I'll mail it to them.
0: Okay. That that's, that's a great way of doing it. You know, you're already in, but we'll get you a t-shirt from uh, a limited quantity. And by the way, if people popped in late and are wondering this freaking awesome bomber themed WST wordmark hat, we finally got the, uh, we finally got the shipment in. Uh, We'd been waiting a long time Uh, right now the new new era Tukes, which we got about a month ago as well as a number of new WST hats this one in the snapback and the dad hat version from new era as well as new versions of the WST logo hat in black as well as a navy silver or gray combo uh, which we've got Remo I think you've got them there if you want to I'll maybe show them sh- off I gotta sh- make
1: a real like Instagram post and take pictures of all these but we got this is the black one right here black that's one. the snapback this is navy with the silver i love this one this is my favorite one and then we got the w's this is the dad hat it's a uh it's new just era. not as high a brim yeah new era 940 new era 940 and this is the 940 they're a snapback they're all
0: they're all snapbacks people are asking someone said they didn't like snapbacks i don't know what well, some people don't yeah. like snapbacks with the high brim. I've got a big head. I love them. They fit yeah. great. Um, the snapback but... is just like a, a clasp. It's not it doesn't it has to say anything about
1: the style yeah. of the hat.
0: Yeah, listen. I mean, it's not like you're a major league team. We can't be going and getting new era hats sized for every single size. That's yeah. just not feasible right now. So... Uh, you can call them adjustable. You can call them whatever the hell you want. Yes. Uh, one size will fit whichever one you want. But if you like the the shorter brim, um, that's the nine forty, the dad hat, if you will. So we've got ten of each style at royal sports they should be on the floor this afternoon if you want to pop by this afternoon uh, or on the weekend i would suggest doing that before they go Uh, and the other ones we've got some needs that we've got for a few of them uh, but we will have limited quantities at the winnipeg sports talk store go to winnipegsportstalk.com and uh, hit the store button and uh, you'll be able to see it all remus will get that up this weekend all right exclamation mark marbles in the chat everybody um you know where to go we've got uh, a ton of people in but if you haven't already just make sure you're subscribed if, as long as you're subscribed you'll be able to enter and uh and we'll get going yes Cabilis knows what's up for us giant noggin folk the slapbacks are great uh, and my, my hand <laughs> looks perfectly normal. Thank you, Rob. Um, so, yeah, exclamation mark marbles. We'll uh, close that up in just a couple minutes, but let's get to the cool bet lines. And listen, I don't mean to be like a broken record, but this is now a PSA. Uh, Lock shop, you need to be subscribed to our YouTube channel and checking out the show uh, because. We just keep on firing out winners. Yes, I did go 4-0 last night with our picks in the lock Yes, I had the Rams. Yes, I had the under. Yes, we got our over 3.5 field goals at plus money and even money under 4.5 touchdowns. I'm now up to, I believe right now, Remus, I'm at 12th in Canada. We continue to climb the Cool Bet leaderboard, and I'm hoping with a good NFL Sunday can crack the top 10. Our biggest show of the week the best bets show of the lock shop. We did it just before WST. So you can go find that on uh, lock shop bets on Twitter. And hopefully I can continue going up. Let's see. Go down there, Remo. There we are. Number 12, Hustlerama, 574. Oh man, it's been great. And that could go up. As, As I said, my exclusive for today in the world cup, which was all four teams to score one plus goals, uh, listen, I think CoolBet's going to do a solid because I think traditionally soccer bets are in 90 minutes. But again, these are playoff games. This was extra time. It wasn't noted as regulation. So fingers crossed. I think we got another winner at plus 410. Lockshop partner parlay is up as well in the exclusives. Pittsburgh to win, Seattle to win, and Tennessee minus 2.5. We've got that one up at 4-1, to one, plus 400. So check it out. Uh, quick look at the lines for tonight in the NHL. Winnipeg on the second end of back-to-backs in Chicago. Obviously, the Jets are in another class of the Blackhawks right now, but the schedule to travel means that you might get actually some good value on Winnipeg. Minus 138 right now. Chicago plus 117. And the Jets on the puck line to win by two, plus 180. We assume that big save Dave's going to be in tonight. Connor Hellebuck will get a night off after the win last night in St. Louis and be ready to go again at home against the capitals on sunday other games tonight buffalo a home dog plus 133 against the visiting penguins calgary a huge minus 265 road favorite in columbus against the blue jackets who are plus 220 these are all just to win money line wagers you can find out everything else totals and more uh, at coolbet.com devils minus 210 at home against the islanders and the kraken an underdog on the road out east taking on the Washington Capitals who we'll see here on Sunday. Caps minus 133. Jets, as we mentioned, minus 138 favorite. The Colorado Avalanche, the decimated Avalanche, a home dog again against the Rangers. Colorado plus 132. Rangers minus 156. Edmonton in the wild tonight. Calgary did the Jets and the rest of the Central of favor beating Minnesota last game. We'll see whether Edmonton can do it. Edmonton minus 127. And the Boston Bruins, a massive minus 358 favorite in Arizona to take on the Coyotes. Oh, and the Sharks and Ducks tonight as well. Sharks favorite on the road. Don't see that very often. Minus 125. And the Ducks, plus 107. Vegas as well tonight in the final game. That's a late one. Minus 240. Philly. Two to one. If you haven't played at CoolBet before, use the promo code WST on your first deposit. You get a 100% bonus up to 200 bucks. And don't forget to check out those CoolBet exclusives. And there it is right at the top. LockShop Partner Parlay came through last week with a tie and uh, incredible customer service from the CoolBet group. They really didn't need to honor that one, but they did. We paid it out at plus 245. So if you're looking for a nice little wager, a little bit of a juice number as well, Four to one on uh, Tennessee, minus two and a half. Pittsburgh and Steelers both to win. Uh, All right, Remo, how are we looking? Uh, I think it's time to close the chat. Last call, exclamation mark marbles. We're going to get going. Oh, my God. Did New Orleans, Netherlands tied it up? Oh, people in the chat just tipped me off. That is crazy. It was two nothing late in the game and the Netherlands is back. Well, it looks like we're going to have a little extra time. Which will be perfect to check out after we're finished this marble race and another great day on WST. Uh, all right, CTO, um, let's uh, let's get these marbles going.
1: Yeah, I'll shut it down here. Uh, I'll close it up. We, and I'm very excited for this. We had the qualifiers. We went over all the frequently asked questions. Uh, um, here, let me close this. I'm trying to chat and uh, you know do the show at the same time, but I'm closing it. How many entries? 241 has a lot Whoa. of people. This is
0: now another new record for the marble race. Yeah. Um. Oh. And while you do that, 241 entries. That's amazing. Again, everyone subscribed. Thank you very much for being subscribers of WST. And as we'll be mentioning throughout these next couple of weeks, the big thanks has to be to Spicy, Joe, Buck, and my boys down at Consolidated Supply who actually had the idea for maybe something special around the holidays and man they have put forth just a maybe the best prize we could possibly have here for Winnipeg sports fans and that is 2023 Blue Bomber season tickets um if you're just wondering how this is working or you didn't know We've got 12 races. We did number one yesterday. Number two is today. And for the next two weeks, Monday to Friday, heading into Christmas, we will be doing a marble race every day. Um, so if you are listening on the podcast, if you can't throw your little alarm around 2:45, which is when we'll try to open up registration and pop in for the marble race on YouTube for your chance to win. As Remo mentioned, if you are unable to join us live, you can go to winnipegsportstalk.com slash marbles and enter. We'll be getting three entries from there and pay attention to the show next week. We're going to work on it. And I think we'll probably do something over on the consolidated supply Instagram page where you can go in, follow them, make a comment and we'll get three more marbles from there. But the bottom line is the place to qualify is just before 3 PM every day on Winnipeg sports talk for the next two weeks um everyone's in the chat great to see everyone people are fired up for marbles they're fired up for the jets the weekends here holidays things are good i'm fired up for a little extra time in this world cup game which we'll be able to watch and who knows maybe we'll go to penalties again uh but man what a crazy collapse by argentina again i wasn't really watching it i've been talking to you but you don't usually see a team score two quickies right at the end to put things to extra time. Um, Remo, are you pretty much ready with the course and the, uh, the contestants and everything before we give people another special surprise on WSD?
1: Yeah, they're all ready. I was going to make sure I got the horse picked out. Uh, um, okay. I got, I got it ready to go. All
0: so, right.
1: Then Rio, do you, do you want to tee this up? Sure. So uh, it's special time of year with this uh, tournament of champions and Tristan Rivers, uh, what are are we calling Tristan Rivers?
0: Uh, He's the GOAT is what he is. He's the, uh, he has been, he's definitely the contributor, the contributor of the year, or maybe of all time to Winnipeg Sports Talk. We know how popular the marbles theme is. And as we've talked about all of these marble races, Tristan's been in the lab and I have not heard this yet, but we have, I believe a new festive version of the Marbles song to get us going into race number two of the Consolidated Supply Tournament of Champions.
1: Yeah, I'll hit the music. I don't know if it's festive, but it's certainly uh, it's certainly different. we will have a lot of different versions as we go. So here, I'm going to hit the music. Uh, let's go. TRJ.
3: It's Friday.
0: Unbelievable. Yeah, that... <laughs> Remus literally said, oh, I'd love to get an acoustic version of it. And just like that, TRM, Tristan Rivers music comes through. Tristan, we can't thank you enough. <laughs> Unbelievable. The chat's losing it. And uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm speechless. Honestly, it was that good. Rem.
1: <laughs> I said, uh, like, I love like unplugged versions and taking a rock song and, Doing it definitely, making it acoustic. And I said, okay, let's do, see what we can do here. And uh, he never got back to me until yesterday, basically. And uh, he'd been on the DL. Yeah, he was on the DL. Hope you're feeling better, by the way. And sent that in. I'm just here, like got my lighter going back (laughs) and forth, going back and forth on that one. I'm listening to headphones. You can hear a really nice, like, tambourine or something in the background. Yeah, you got the lighter going. Get your cell phone out and, like, move it back and forth here. That was, uh, that was incredible, and, look, I I said we're gonna, they said, look, they got the demo version, they didn't want to send it to me, I'm like, hold on the demo version, we'll do a Marble Race Deluxe EP with, like, 12 (laughs) different versions, plus demos. So... (laughs) uh behind the music marble race i know it's coming soon too so wst
0: style Um. Uh, all right well listen we're ready to go we've had a new version of the marble song from tristan rivers music the jets are in first place the holidays are here we got a game tonight we got a game on sunday but before we get to any of that it is time for the second of 12 qualifying races on wst to drop the marbles for your chance to qualify to win bomber season tickets courtesy of consolidated supply. Uh Rima, why are you we, we're going back to the main menu? I just sketched, I just thought maybe I did,
1: I loaded the wrong one and I just want to confirm. Oh, okay. I just want to make check. sure I, wanted,
0: I just want to double check. I yeah, just want to double check. You can't screw this up. There's too much at stake right There's now. There's too
1: much K. Okay, the 241 you can see. This is the 241 from today. Yesterday was like 220, I think
0: perfect and i just what, want to uh, and what's our next what's the course we're doing
1: today oh oh i clicked the wrong one it's um cosmic <laughs> cosmic chaos cosmic this Ooh. is de- i meant to do cosmic. this is devil's yeah i want cosmic chaos uh oh tristan is here yeah i showed it to tristan in the
0: yes chat. tristan give him some love in the chat everybody
1: oh sorry cosmic chaos
0: 241 all right here we go. We've we've confirmed, we've ticked all the boxes. I just we've got wanted the to make sure guys. Yeah. No, I love it. I love it. Better safe than sorry. There's too much on the line. Mm. All right, folks. Friday, race number two, Marble's Tournament of Champions, Championship race, December 30th on WST. Our top three qualifiers will make it through from today's race. And whoever wins, because it's Friday, we've got a hoodie for you, too. Without any further ado, let's drop the marbles. 241. Good luck, everybody. Let's go.
1: And we're off. There's a lot of marbles. The question will be,
0: can my computer
1: handle it? <laughs> Hopefully.
0: it <laughs> Looks good so far. Uh, an absolutely wild start. The biggest marble race in WST history. We hit 225 yesterday and now 241 today. Who's uh, Who's coming in? Looks like Mel, Andrew Bradshaw, Bridget, Greg Friesen, Roll the Dice, Rob Mahoney, SK, Brant Batters, all in the mix right now. Three different <laughs> tubes right now that uh, these marbles are taking on. And I mean, it's just, it's chaos right now. I mean, there are so many marbles, but it looks like Andrew, is it Andrew andrew bradshaw Bradshaw, i think might be actually be in first place as we get through um to this now who's going to get out? greg friesen looking good sk mel who else here trevor red ranger jason jets in the mix oh bozeman just got thrown over the top rope sharon geez it's unfortunate unfortunate but what is fortunate is there's 10 more chances to qualify trevor red ranger a few uh, a few chat regulars looking pretty good there's sk sk is always active in the chat as well trevor red ranger and <laughs> sk and the, the, po- the polish pumper polish pumper is moving in Hus, nicely done the polish pumper you gotta love it wonder if that's my buddy daryl moroski polish pumper now in first place looking pretty good right now and who's there? Is it SK and Trevor Red Ranger in third? Although now you get to this part. You can definitely get slowed up. And that's what's happened to the Polish pumper. Our top three right now, though. SK, Trevor Red Ranger, Polish pumper. Oh, Cam Fang, the wild Fang, coming up behind him. Mel's in the mix as well. Jeez, they are not going too fast right now. But Trevor Red Ranger looks like he's going to get in. The Polish pumper is in. And SK holds on, just ahead of Mel, and the rest of the group. That was uh, wow, that was an unbelievable race. Cosmic chaos today, folks, and everyone else dropping into the chat. So, um, there you go, folks. What you're going to need to do, Trevor Red Ranger 15, Polish Pumper, and SK. Send us an email at winnipegsportstalk at gmail.com with your contact information. Just We've got your email and number and whatnot. We need to have everyone's. It's hard to contact people off of YouTube. Um, so just make sure we've got it for you and uh, put it in your phones right now. You're in for the championship race on the 30th of December, our final show of 2022, our final active final of 2022 is to give up these 2023 bomber season tickets, courtesy of our great friends and sponsors at Consolidated Supply. Uh, Who was in the top? Mel, just shy, and had a nice start too. Ryan Kibbins, what's up, Kibbins? Brant Batters had a nice stop. Jeff Johnson, Robert Palmer, Turd Ferguson, and Pretty in Pionk. They rounded out the top 10, but again, right now, it's all about being on the podium, if you will. Our gold medal to Trevor silver medal to the pumper and SK getting bronze, but that's all he needed to, uh, to do it. What a week it's been Remo. Good vibes, good vibes around the team. Good vibes around the chat. Good vibes around WST.
1: Oh yeah. This, I, this is so much fun uh, right now. It's a good time of year. I think everyone's in a good mood and jets keep winning, which is great. And, you know, will get a shot at uh, seeing Ovechkin here uh, on Sunday. If you want to see, you know, history being made you know has history of scoring goals yeah here and no, no, no history
0: no history Connor Hellebuck he'll Helle be back after a day off mm-hmm. he'll be good to go I'm looking forward to it hey but first of all let's see what they can do tonight um you know I know it's a tough spot but it'd be really nice to see this team get another win we all know the performance they had last Friday which was one of the more forgettable ones of the season. Hopefully it'll be the opposite tonight, but they do remember pounding the Hawks in Chicago just in the last couple of weeks. What was it? Seven to two. Um, We'll see what they can do. Sam Gagne gets back into the lineup and we expect big save Dave to get the start. Uh, Once again, gang, thanks so much. The best Christmas gift you can get for one of your friends is the cheapest one. A subscription to Winnipeg Sports Talk. You can put that all in the stocking stuffer and uh, just basically pick up your friend's phones and subscribe for them and get get more people in on us and tell them I gave you this is going to be a gift that's going to last all year long, your WST subscription. Uh, So uh, do that for us would love to get a few more people in our uh, daily group here. But other than that, let's have some fun tonight. Uh, World Cup tomorrow, France-England. I think I'm going to get together with some of the fellas and head out to the pub for that one. And uh, watch the game tonight. And then a busy Sunday with NFL action, of course. Jets and Caps, 6 p.m. Sunday. We'll be back on Monday, and we will have a lot to get to. Jets with two games. All the football action on the weekend. And, of course, Marble Race number three in the Consolidated Supply WST, Marbles Tournament of Champions. Uh, what a week it's been, Remo. Uh, enjoy your Friday night. Yeah, I got my uh,
1: wife's uh, work Christmas party. So night out for me. I'm hoping oh. it's at a at a bar. So I'm like hoping they're going to have the Jets game on. I'll be that. I'm always that guy who's like when there's TVs and it's not usually. You know, I go you know what, to places. Man? And they don't have they don't have someone there whose job is to manage it. So I have to be there. So hey, where can you put wh- on this game?
0: What's the baby situation? And and uh. Uh, and Evan, they're gonna be at the uh, grandparents. Yeah,
1: one is at my parents, one's at my in-laws. Okay, my you know. Are man, coming over. This
0: is you're not gonna get very many green lights like this. Yeah. I think you should be flooring it tonight. <laughs> uber, <laughs> uber, take full advantage of the festivities of everything that's there for you. It's busy. You're not going to get a lot of sleep. You might be able to sleep more if you really tie one on tonight. So that, that's, my, that's my advice and suggestion to you to make the most of this opportunity. I'm probably still
1: well. I'm probably still going to have to come home and be on on baby duty. It's not an all-night baby situation. <laughs> so uh, not all-night babysittings for the, for the one-month-old. So that's okay. Uh, Marl says wearing a suit. I think I'm wearing my F apparel suit. I'm going to have to shower and shave and get ready after this so I am excited Uh, I haven't had too many too many nights out uh, in the last bit, hustler
0: yeah well listen you've earned it you've definitely earned it as has Leah so uh give her my best and everyone else at the shaker um folks yeah if you're with us live right now get on over to TSN we got uh, extra time between Netherlands and Argentina I cannot believe Argentina they were up two nothing with like five minutes left in this game Man, the World Cup's been amazing. England, France tomorrow, and uh, Morocco and Portugal, uh, the other game. So, uh, folks, have a great weekend. Thanks so much. Tell a friend about WST. Give them that great Christmas present of a subscription to the YouTube channel. Let people know where to find us on podcasts. And join us next week. Five days, five marble races. You know what it is. Have a great one, folks. We'll see you on Monday. Have an awesome weekend.
2: Oh, my God! Oh! Shut it down!